Oh, all right, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back, William Bartholomew Hukin. Hey, guys. Actually, Hello. I've, I've missed Hi. one of your names there, haven't I? Uh, you missed one and got one incorrectly, yeah. Well done, nice. Please <laughs> re-inform me of your full title, sir. You, what did you say, William Bartholomew Hukin? Yes. It was a good stab. Uh, okay. It was cute. Okay. Um, Will? Your name's not William. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> so. I always call you William. Yeah, that's no. not even your real name. No, it's, I just assumed. I take it as a term of endearment. I thought you on knew your actual and birth... was being cute and playing on it, but no. I guess you were just misinformed. I just don't think I've ever known or asked. I think I just incorrectly must have assumed. How rude! So on your I'd birth say. certificate it says Will, not William. It does. On wow. my birth certificate it said Will Bartholomew Hukin, and now it's Will Bartholomew Marison Hukin. I remember because you, you added a name in in respect to your grandparents did, or something yeah. along this line. Well one. remembered, thank you. Yeah, I don't know what your name and is. And how are we I don't here know your on first podcast? Name, I know, <laughs> you know, I know you your know lineage. My, yeah, you know my lineage and my successes <laughs> before me. Yeah, yeah. So oh, Welcome back it. to News of the Week podcast, sir. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, now everyone knows my life story. Welcome we back, are. ladies and gentlemen. We're on camera. We're also on audio. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, etc. And we're having a grand time. We missed last week and it was my fault. That was having a bad time, but we're back yeah. now. I mentioned on News of the Week before that, where we had Dave Pearson for the second time to us, but the first time to the listeners, because one of the podcast recordings failed. Boo to that. Didn't it? Which, let me just have a little... Yes, it seems like we're still on at this minute in time on this <laughs> episode. Don't jinx it. Then the, and I did mention that I was having a bad time in life. I wasn't... Mm. Things, were, things were feeling a little bit rocky for me. Boo. At that minute in time. But now we're back! At full power. We're back and on top form. We're cooking on gas. It's scary. We're running on steam. This top form. We've got coal going in the engine. Yeah, I've never we're, seen better form. We're back in, I've seen me in better form. But I, I've seen me do RDLs and that's better form. Better than my form? Fuck yeah, bro. What? I'll at you at that. Let's go. Will you? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like they'll be equally good, but different. I feel much better. For, for what reasoning? Um... Because if of, it's going to be a call out, back it up. I don't bitch. want to be no. It's not a call out on you. It's because I. Sorry, it does sound like a, a dick move now, but I didn't, go. I didn't think we'd get down Let's into go. it. All right, bro. All right, Let's bro. Go. Because of the because of the load difference, just because of the sheer. Because you can do more weight. Dri- than no, me, yeah, but, no, but not because of the weight. Because of the drive and the uh, feedback you get from heavy weight, i.e., how much better you can use the muscles in the movement. Do you know what I mean? I understand. Yeah, that's all really. I had a call out for being weak. I guess. Come on, bro. I guess. <laughs> all right. Um, the news topics of the week, before I forget once again, mm-hmm. are going to be from Red Publications: eleven common home workout mistakes to fix. So I like this. Yeah, I thought you would. To be honest, I'll just read out what they say people do wrong, and we'll just discuss. Um, As we do. They give little paragraphs and elaborations on the points. I've not written those down, to be honest. I've just taken the points and we'll just we'll just go at it. We'll just give the correct answers regardless of what they think. From the Daily Mail, is there any diet pill that can help you lose weight safely? From Men's Health, seven diet hacks to take your exercise game further. So things you can do with diet to improve your exercise. From the Daily Express, exercise, um, colon, maximize results through regular movement, workout tips. Mm. an article about consistency on exercise and then lastly from the daily express dr michael mosley on top foods to help burn fat and feel fuller for longer look at that now michael mose do you know michael mosley i don't know really he's 
he's one of the probably most famous like nutrition people in the UK most That's likely. Why I don't know. Um, he, he's like a celebrity personality as well, though, and I, I know that you keep up with researchers and True, yeah. trainers and scientists. But it's all training. I, um, I don't think yeah. I follow one nutritionist. He makes like TV documentaries about nutrition. But he's also invented a few that's diets. Cool. Do you know the five-two diet? Yeah, he invented that. Oh, that's nice. That's his diet. Five-two yeah. diet's not a bad diet actually. No. He also no, invented sure. the fast eight hundred. If you know that diet. Not specifically. Poor diet, in my opinion. Ah. Fifty-fifty percent. Um. Yeah. Some things he says are good, and some things he says I'm like, what? Kind of like some people. Kind of like a lot of people. <laughs> um. And yeah, I think we'll find that this article is going to be the same. And then we've also got what's better, one from me and one from you. Man. Will sir. Um, and then move of the week, which I am currently unaware of. Oh yeah, exciting which, stuff. Which I am currently unaware Fancy of. Fancy pants one this week. You have an exercise prepared, Dean? I do, sir. All right. Do. First, before we get into that a little bit though, how's your week been or two weeks been since we were... Well, I've seen you quite a bit for this, these last two weeks. It's been nice. We've been hanging out, man. You have actually. And you know you know what? You've you've been very supportive to me <laughs> through this time and I really do appreciate it. You're actually a really nice guy and I already knew that before <laughs> and I know we're friends and stuff, but... You know, you're actually really supportive and nice. Um, yeah, well, and a lot of people have been really nice to me throughout this time. Good. They have, honestly. Nearly every single day of my life, someone's called me or texted me and said, hey, you should come and meet, or I'm coming to meet you, or something like that. That's nice to have, isn't it? Nice to be wanted. <laughs> yeah, even my clients as well, like that, have been meeting up with me quite often. I think clients do help with that, because they need you when you're feeling unneeded or something. It's a nice little, like... Okay, that's nice. I've helped someone today, yeah. Yeah, they, in this instance, though, they're helping me. That they're meeting too, yeah. me not for business, just for personal. Mm. Just because, you know, I've been having a little bit of a tough time. But yes, my last two weeks have been good, thank you, mate. Have they really? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I also have had a, a, a couple fun little things happen, but mine were taking a negative more to a positive, so the opposite way around to yourself. But that is going to conclude all next week, and then that will not, I'll not be here for next week, but then I'll be back after that. That sounds very aloof and weird. And it's because it is a bit aloof and weird, but um, I think you know the details. You've got it. some hospital stuff going on. Basically. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a good time to get it all sorted and finished and done with. And so I'm happy about that at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds good. And you're more chipper. You've had a better two weeks. Um, I'm feeling better. We're getting there. Yes, I'm feeling better, sir. I'm feeling better. Um, work's going well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Six Step Slim group's going well. My, I've, I've got a few more online one-to-one clients for various things, which is really nice. I've got just loads of work to do every single day. We're back podcasting. I'm back online making live videos on Facebook and stuff like this and putting stuff on the old Instagram. Oh yeah, I'm a regular subscriber now to the YouTube channel as I should be. Are you? I, I realised I wasn't and that's probably not good for marketing. That's nice because we only have like, I'm not even exaggerating, 80 subscribers, which is the same as having none. Yeah, agreed, agreed, yeah. In the grand scheme of the world. As is probably up to like a thousand. <laughs> We get more listens on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify and stuff, mm. and I, I do personally on Facebook and on LinkedIn as well, and not on Instagram either, because I've only just started Instagram. Instagram and YouTube have just started, literally, and not much happens there on the Slum Society pages. So if, you, if you've if you got Instagram, anybody listening, or if you've got YouTube, go follow us there. You can see completely different content. Um, and it's good. It's just as good as all the rest of the content we produce. It's just that, as of current, not many people know about it. Not many people know about it. Which is a sad, sad thing. 
Yeah, and we are on audio now, but I like to listen to my podcasts on YouTube and see who's talking sometimes. And yeah, when you've got the time, it's nice, but there are there are only a few that I do like that. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get where you got to get and listen. Yeah, I don't watch the, sit and watch the podcasts, but I, I have it on YouTube. And then and walk then, around, don't you? Yeah, and, but then it, and I, I've got YouTube Premium, so you can oh, close nice. the phone or whatever. And, 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 then, and then if they have something on the podcast that they're pulling up, you can... I just open it. the phone, look at it for a second. They're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then close it again. Yeah, so it just gives nice. you the little option. So that's that's why I like to put this podcast on video, because I just know I like it that way, so I know other people like it that way Big too. brain stuff, Connor. Three cameras, no less. Trying to be conscientious. Yes. Have we got four cameras? No, we? we've got three cameras. Oh, is that top one still one? Yeah, we've yeah, got yeah, wide yeah. shot on the top, and then we've got me and you. Over there on the extras, and it was annoying setting up the cameras today, I'm not going to lie. It took like 50 minutes, that's why we were slightly late starting. That's fine, I enjoyed my coffee as we waited. Sometimes it just, I also half don't know what I'm doing, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes I plug all the stuff in and it just works, and sometimes it just doesn't. That thing's very frustrating when today technology just says no. Yeah, even though I plug all the same things in like... It's and you the just started there thinking and... like, I exchanged money for this to do this thing, why is it not doing the thing, What what's going on? <laughs> We always get there, though, in the end. It's usually, yeah, uh, don't, don't blame the tools type thing, though, isn't it? It, it might be my fault. Yeah, I'm not an or, or, not, I was gonna say audio, but I'm not an audio or a visual, what's the word, engineer? <laughs> That's that why you're word? not that, because we don't that, know. I don't even know what the Neither name is, exactly. Know. Neither exactly right, know. exactly right. We're barely even podcasting. We're, we're bare bones. This is basically pirate radio. Hell yeah. What we're doing. We're basically yeah. just broadcasting Ooh, radio. But... Have you ever seen that film, The Boat That Rocked? No, sorry. Excellent film. The about Boat That Rocks. It's about pirate radio, English pirate radio in like the 70s or something, or 60s. Is it good? Excellent. All right, let's got like leave Bill us on a Nye comment in. if you've yeah. ever seen this film. <laughs> it's got like Bill Nye in it. No, Bill Nye. Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah, no, Bill Nye. Not Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I always get them mixed up. Bill Nye and like all the cool Nick Frost and that. It's a good film. Go watch it. It's about pirate radio. Is it? This is us broadcasting. We're not legal. <laughs> but... What do you have to be to be illegal? It's a good question. Uh, what do we have to do? What do we have to start talking about to be illegal? Does that make us cool though? No, not if you're not if you're getting cancelled or mm. taken off for being illegal, no mm. sir. Let's not do that. No, we put out health and happiness information here. We do fat loss, Oh yeah, and food. sorry. Will. I think I'm in the wrong room. Come on now. Come on now. Um yeah, everything's been good for me though. Everything's been good. My own training's been going well. My own training's been going well. Um, although the other day, when when we met, we measured my arms and they were just disappointingly small, weren't they? <laughs> yes, they were. They yeah, Yours but were nice. not to a detriment, I would say. Like it, it almost complements the rest of your physique. Because you say I'm small everywhere. No, no. What are you saying then? You, Please continue. Because it makes everything else, your chest and delts, look fucking massive, which they also are. So that helps. And it's the better way around to be, this. man. It's the better way around to be. You don't want to be the guy with big arms and no delts and chest. That's you, a weak look. Is it? Oh, yeah, bro. You're filling out a, a shirt right now. That's how you're meant to be. Interesting. Okay. Correct way around to have trained. Thank you, sir. No, I don't mind my arms. I don't look at them and think, oh, I've got small arms or anything <laughs> like this. And I don't think people do think that. And I've just not got... I'm not also not a person where you look and you think, oh, big arms. <laughs> Definitely not. But when we measured, I was like, it just came up on the tape measure and it just said... And it said small. It said no gains. You said, it yeah. Just, <laughs> it just said... Didn't even register, just not a single gain. Not one was, was measured. Like, what? Yours yeah. were nice. We measured it. Mine said little girl when we measured no, it. No, yours were nice. <laughs> yours were nice. Um, and I was surprised when you said you could skull crusher, um, like laying tricep extension, uh, 50 kg on a barbell. I was like, what? Uh, I can't over press it oddly though. 
Can you not? Hardly. My See, own... that's interesting. I can do at least 12 or maybe 15 with 50 kg on a military base. I can do, on a good day, three. And yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's my mechanics or my slight spine issues or something, but it's all just general weakness in that movement. I'm just piss weak at it. You, it's so weird. No, you're not. You're not weak at it. I was when I was your age. I was definitely not as strong as you. I've just got a, a, a higher training age than you. But also proportionately, like you just said, my shoulders are bigger and my arms mm, are a bit mm, smaller. Mm. And you're you've got quite big arms and you haven't got small shoulders, but proportionally, yeah, they're maybe slightly smaller than your arms or something. So that works out in terms of the strength, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Muscle for sure. size and muscle strength quite highly correlated. We should also take into account, I guess, the range of motion to a skull crusher versus a even though it's a weaker exercise it's less of a range of motion generally than it is than a shoulder presses probably is yeah yeah which could translate to be easier as well but, but we're getting also, lost in also, boring science but there's also less muscles being used it's also an isolation yeah. exercise not a compound you can go back so. and forth i think with the argument in either direction what does that do then and this is what this is what me and lee bell shout out to him he's a, lee bell. a mind to explore does he still were. post online content I believe he does, but I'm not online, so I'm not sure. No, but no. I pick his brain in the gym every goddamn day. <laughs> and he's always, he came and trained with me yesterday, which was nice. Um, and we always end up in these deliberations like, but what if this? Ah, but then, but what if this? And just, you can get lost down such rabbit holes of science. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and he is very scientific. Oh, he's ridiculous. He's, he's, he, goes so, very he knows deep. too many things, yeah. Yeah, very deep. I can see that he knows too many things. Like, literally, when I look at him, I can see how full his head is. Like, I'll go and say hi to him in the gym, and he's I like, even know what oh, you're sorry, to. mate, I was elsewhere. And he's just been thinking about one of the things in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it. I don't know what you're trying to say there. Uh, he's just smart. He's just he, smart he looks guy. smart. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? He just looks in thought. <laughs> Pensive. Pensive, that's the one. That was funny. A bit like you as well. I think it's the beard and shaved head combo. Has he got a shaved head? He doesn't, but for you it makes it's pensive. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I just think you know what's going down on the inside. You know the powers that be. Oh. Inside the mind. Oh, inside the mind. Not the space between the ears, oh. as they call it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How long do we do this for? <laughs> all right, okay, moving on. We're all well and good. Do you think we should jump in some news topics of Let's the week? Let's do some news topics of the week, man. Let's do it. What's going on in the Let's world? Let's do it. Red Publications, 11 Common Home Workout Mistakes to Fix by Morgan Fargo. Let's fix them, baby. I'm going to read out the intro, and then I've just got a list of what they say is going wrong, and we'll just talk about whether we agree or disagree. Are you ready? Yes. Making mistakes is an inevitable part of working out at home. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> you don't, I mean, you don't have to make mistakes. Uh, you, could, you could listen to News of the Week, couldn't you, on some site podcast, could, and then you could yeah. find out the real information. Mm, look at that. You don't have to make mistakes. I heard that's a it says it's show. inevitable that you won't make mistakes. All right, then. All right, then. Speak for yourself, pal. Right, what, who wrote this? Morgan Fargo. Speak for yourself, Morgan. 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 Even though gyms are now open, many of us are sticking with our more flexible routine of getting it done in the living room or garden, but unfortunately this could mean we're more likely to keep repeating the same home workout errors. So instead of continuing with bad form and less than helpful habits, get clued up on how to address these issues and work out properly on your own. 11 common workout mistakes. Number one, not warming up. Okay. What do you think about warming up? Uh, I think it's necessary, but often done poorly. Oh, good. I think also necessary. I love warming up. Uh -huh. um, and I do lots of warming up with my clients as well. 
Um, but I would say overall, I agree, people undervalue this. Not to do with home workouts, to do with all workouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the workouts. And I'd be hesitant to just say it's good because I know that people take that, generalize the answer and put in their brain what they think a warm-up is and then they're like, oh, that's good, that's good, that's done. But it needs to be specific is the thing. Yeah, uh, and by the way, when we're going through these points, like like this one, I'm not, I've not chosen this article because they're all wrong or anything. I think some of them we might think are right, some of them we might think are wrong. I think this one's right, but go on then. You explain to us the specificities of a warm-up then and how to warm up properly for, preferably, what you either choose one type of exercise or maybe another if you want to, or I could do one for the next. Okay, for sure. Just for go sure. for it, but run us through what you think a warm-up should be like. Well, generally there are two types of warm-ups, a general and a localised warm-up. A general warm-up would be jumping on the cross trainer and just doing 10 minutes of steady state cardio before you work out. And that's not necessary, but would be a good idea if you feel cold, if you want to get your head in it, if you generally like doing it, if you have sat down all day at work and you want to come in and get things moving first, if you feel lethargic and you need to wake up, all good reasons to do. Or if you're a bit stiff, yeah. I find it loosens off a bit. If you're um, sore from the day before, sends some Definitely. blood around the body, all these, so many reasons, and they can boil down to just being as simple as I want to do it mm. is enough reason to do a generalized warm-up. Mm. And then after that, you know what you're training. Say you were training chest and you're starting with bench, and that means that you need to locally yeah. warm up your everything to do with that, which in that case would be your, your, the pec muscle, the tricep muscle, the shoulder muscle to an extent, all the surrounding things. You wouldn't want the bicep and the lats and the shoulder stuff to be cold, so you'd do some rotational stuff for the shoulders, you'd do some general warming up of, uh, well, even when you got to the exercise itself bench, you'd start with the bar and then work up in increments up to your working weight. The heavier you go, the more increments you do. You know, there's real specificity to it and the devil's in the details, but that would be a, a generalization of the approach to make sure that, you know, you just pick the exercise, warm up the muscles around it, make sure you're feeling good with the technique and then get up to the weight bit by bit. I completely agree. My, my warm-up for myself and for my clients has a couple of stages. Sometimes if the clients want to, they'll do like a little cardio warm-up, like you said, just a general cardio thing. For myself personally, I don't really do that bit. Um, some, sometimes I do, I guess. Sometimes I do. Um, but not too often. I only really do it if I'm feeling tight or sore, mm -hmm. really, something like that. Yeah, I don't tend to do um, general warm-ups. So. I like to start off with a little stretch out, and I don't con I don't consider that, like you said, the specific warm-up. It's just, for me, if I'm doing upper body, and if I don't stretch my shoulders first, I just feel like things are not in the right you position. You love that stretch, don't you? That. All, all kinds of stretches. I, I've stretched my shoulders before I even arrive at the gym to even do that. Um, I love getting on a TRX. And yeah, that's the one I want Stretching about. my arms behind myself <laughs> like this in every direction and I'll hold the TRX there and move forward and it'll pull like that. Sometimes my shoulder will go click and I'm like, oh, no yes. Way. Yeah, oh, it's excellent. And it just makes me feel loose and I like being good at that stuff. That just chews my shoulders up so much, that kind of stress. I get impingements if I don't do it. Oh, I get impingements if I do do it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is interesting. I have to do a lot of dead hangs, like hanging off a bar as well to stretch the shoulder joint wow. out. If, if I don't dead hang at least twice a week, I'll start to get shoulder impingements and clicks and pains. Oh, that's not nice. So I have to loosen out like the shoulder capsule base. It's very nice to be that mobile. And you are awesomely mobile around the shoulders. Yeah, because I, I do, yeah, do I stretch sense, nearly every day. Yeah. I'm also trying to build up my chest and shoulders and biceps but keep my posture good so that's another reason I just make sure to stretch it and stretch it absolutely loads I think one thing you can rely on as well is just as you sh as you do and as you should you work through an awesome range of motion when you train mm. and I know like when I when I I found I think yourself incline press it doesn't matter if it's a heavy set and I'm only looking for four reps 
I'm feeling a stretch at the bottom of it on my, on my pecs, you mm. know. If I'm RDLing, I'm going as low as I possibly mm. can. I used to be so, so, so poor at touching my toes, and I've never done any static stretching on my hamstrings particularly. I've just trained, yep. and they've gotten so much more flexible Yep, tra- I, because of working with good range of motion. Tr- yep, training muscles in stretched ranges of mo- motions works flexibility better and faster than static stretching alone, I believe. Yeah, man, In most sure. cases, like actually training through and strengthening in stretched positions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why yoga, That's why in yoga they get you to hold difficult positions because it kind of strengthens. It's, it's only, I don't, I don't know if it would be exactly isometrics, it depends, and there is movement and mobility parts to Stability yoga. Stability type stuff. Yeah, so it's a bit different, but that's the same sort of thing. They don't just get mm-hmm. you to stretch, they get you to hold and they put pressure on and yeah. stuff like that, trying to also strengthen the muscles, and it really does work. And to that end, actually, a nice way of summarizing a warm-up would be if you were to do every element of it, it would be general warm up into mobility warm up. Once you're into the uh, talking about like the local body part that you're training, it would be general warm up, then local mobility warm up, then local stability and like pre activation, um, which would come under like if you were squatting, pre activating the glutes, pre activating the core for bracing and the quads for sending power through. Um, then it would be um, the actual exercise itself, jumping on there and warming up with mm-hmm. that exercise would be a nice way of condensing it. Yep. After my stretch out for myself and my clients, we'll then do always a specific warm up for each exercise. Yeah. Like you said, if it's squats, what's the what's the warm up? Light squats or body weight squats. If it's bench press, what is it? It's light bench press. Um, if it's I don't know. Pull-ups, we'll either do assisted pull-ups or some lat pull-downs or something to get a little a little warm-up on the correct area mm-hmm. in the correct movement pattern on the correct muscle in the correct way yeah. sort of thing. Um, and personally, I usually recommend for like muscle or strength building exercises, and this is not universal and I don't do this myself, but to beginner clients, I recommend just to keep it basic, a basic rule that I teach them is your first warm-up set, do one-third of the weight you can do that you're going to do for your working sets. The second one, do two thirds. That's nice, yeah. And then moving on, do your working sets. Just to try and instill in their head that they should do a light one to start off with. And this one, to me, is more like injury checking than warming up. It's just like, you know, if it's on the bench press, I want mm. them to do a light one just to check that their elbows feel fine. Do your shoulders feel That's fine? That's half of it, man, yeah. Did you feel any aches and pains? Because if they're like, actually, my elbow didn't feel too good. Yeah, yeah. Then we might be careful going heavier or we might do some tricep warming up or we might skip that for that day and work around it in a different way, you know? So I get them to do like a light safety check, stretch out, get a good stretch on it, make sure everything feels nice and good. Then the second set's more like a real warm-up. It's get it's a decent weight. You're actually putting some stress on the muscle, checking everything feels fine, getting the body or the central nervous system like activated. Then we go into We're the in, actual yeah. working sets, yeah. Yeah, I, one thing I find really interesting is when your clients get to a stage with their mechanical technique, I guess you'd call it, like the way their body actually looks in the exercise and yes. how their, their limbs move and it's good. You can start talking about the sort of mental technique and like teaching people, there's a, there's a thing that we say with warming up for like powerlifting, which is warm up as you mean to go on. So if you're warming yes. up for singles, you warm up after you've got generally warm under that. You might do, say I'm warming up to a single at 150 on squats. I might do 60 for like a set of 10 to get warm. But then from then on out, my focus is thinking about what I'm warming up to do with yes. the one at max. So I'm focusing on a slow descent, controlled, braced core, deep breath in, and power on the way back up. And maybe only doing sets of three to warm up. And then as I'm getting towards the heavier percentages, like 130, 40, and then in at 150, I'd 
taper down to doing like singles yeah and that kind so of thing so you're practicing the specific movements. yeah like exactly and then it'd be some similar things as well with i mean it's the same as anything because these exercises are skills and movements in the same way that like a basketball player would get there early and warm up his is free throwing that, you know what I mean? Or yep. something. Yeah, exactly. And then I'd say the two things that I make every client do every session, um, the one for upper body, that's just, it's a quite, it's almost a cheat code kind of generalized one. You know, the little loop bands. I have a, a weak one that goes elbows narrow, band around the hands in front of you with the elbows in like a 90 degree. Kind of for people that are listening, that's like, imagine you're in like a jetpack, that kind of position. Yeah, you've got it. Then you keep your elbows pinned by your hips, nice and narrow and shooting your hands out to the side. So you're like rotating around the elbow with the resistance of the band around it. Mm -hmm. That just smashes all your rotator cuff and warms that up awesomely. And I make any, all my clients do that every day. For... Rotator cuff being like inside inner shoulder muscles. Yeah, stuff, and also stuff that is ju that just is prone to getting broken <laughs> if you don't warm it up. So that for the lower body, and then like a lateral kick for the glutes, um, as well as a hip thrust with a band is what I would do for the lower body warm-ups as well with people. I like hip thrusts for warm-ups yeah. as well. Hip, banded hip really thrust, nice. banded body weight hip thrust, and that lateral kick where you put the band around your ankles, stand on one leg, and yeah. kick out to the side. Although that's very complicated to teach, actually. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I do with my clients um, is... Like this morning, I had a, a Zoom personal training session with this lady, Julie Gill. Shout out to her. She's really nice. I know that name. I think um, you've spoken about her. Yeah, I've probably spoken about her before. And she does like circuit training at home. Um, so we get out like the weights equipment and we make like a little circuit. And the first round of the circuit, we do a little stretch out and stuff like that to start off with 10 minutes, five minutes, something like that. Then I get her to go around the circuit once, just light. Like if we're doing press-ups, she'll do knees. If she's doing exercises she'll use light weights or body weight and mm -hmm. then the second time we go around the circuit we start doing it harder perfect then okay. after that circuit we assess are we going to make it harder or did she almost die ah. if, it, if it was too hard we can take it down a bit if it was still seem mm, that wasn't too hard for you we okay. can add more exercises or add a bit more weight or you know and then just keep going around that's how that's how i do circuit training keep sending people around the circuit and every round assess how hard or easy it was and we just go around that's it as literally many, the perfect way to do it yeah we just go around the circuit as many times until they can't go anymore you know they don't want to louise the lady that owns the tavern she's yes the part of your program yes for. louise Singleton. my client now yeah. yeah and um yeah we do exactly that pick five exercises two upper two lower one accessory great go around yeah, it once nice. as a warm-up go around it again as a working yeah wait for it to complain a little bit and then make it go heavier i've told you this before but one of my favorite things to do is with my clients that are a bit more advanced and they know what they know what the deal is um we do i pick one you pick one oh that's nice to build the circuit yeah. or they pick first then i pick second if they pick something easy i'm gonna pick something real that's hard. a nice way of getting them to think about the exercise as yeah, well exactly, yeah exactly yeah because that's one thing i find i'm bad at as a coach is handing <laughs> off like the names of exercises to people almost i find after maybe sometimes a year my clients still don't know the names of things and i realize that's my fault because on day one i say what it is and then i just write it down and set it up every time and re ever rarely even tell them that's what it's called again or something. I just show it them. And then I realise that, that I forget to teach people what things are. So I think that's a nice idea to get them thinking and remembering what exercises actually are. Interesting. I mean? Yeah. It's a little game. And yeah, I, it seems I, like that might work. I make sure that it's well-rounded. So if they of pick course. all upper you body, I'm just going to pick all lower body. I'm going to say, because you say <laughs> I pick, you pick. But it's I pick, you pick, and then I decide if you pick. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick the opposites of what they pick because I'm making it well-rounded. Nice. And they know a lot of them know that we're trying to make it well-rounded. Yeah. So And they know what exercises we like to do that are complementary and which, or if, they, they, they get the idea. Yeah. yeah, and it's just and teaching they're not people. Dicks. They're not trying to make it fucking stupid and awful. No, it's just... Yeah 
teaching people a bit of autonomy. Oh. Anyway, that's only point one out of eleven. I know what we like. I've been thinking so we need to, That's too much on one. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so eleven common homework account mistakes. Number two, doing too much too soon. What do you think? No. You don't think no? I think sometimes. I don't think so. Do you not think? I think, no. you know, when people go to classes and stuff like that, beginners, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's beginners, this. I mean, I'm always assuming everything's beginners, to be honest. Well, if it's doing too much too soon, you could only do too soon if you were a beginner. Because you've got small arms. It's because I train beginners. William. <laughs> say your name. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to try and stop. I'm going to try and stop doing That's it. That's why I'm saying you've got small arms. Until you get my name right, see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice arm, bro. It's a nice arm. Um, but no, I, I think you might be right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It, there's, there's no right and wrong, I guess. I, I was just, it says doing too much too soon. So if, if you're doing it too soon, I assume you're a beginner. Um, you know. I just don't see what you could do too much of at, at home too much, particularly. Like, think from an injury point of view, you're usually working with body weight and stuff at home. And when you're moving your own body weight, you're far less likely to injure yourself than if you're moving an external weight. If that makes sense. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's... It's not black and white, I understand. It's not black and white at all. I'm thinking like beginners, you know what they usually do? They put on insanity or like... <laughs> well, oh yeah, from like a, a cardio point of view is where beginners usually kill themselves. Yeah, They're it, like, we'll just chuck 30 burpees in and it'll be grand. And it won't be grand. <laughs> um, maybe in the gym as well, beginners go in and they do like a thousand exercises when really yeah. they just need to do a couple of things right. That, I, I would agree, if you decide gym, yeah. That's sure. the way I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking all exercise really. I think some beginners do... They've got a lot of willpower and gusto, and I will make a change attitude, mm. but the actual application of it could be improved. I th yeah, I think maybe, yeah. I think overridingly, I say go hard at home. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I say go hard from day one, personally. <laughs> I, I say go appropriately hard. Fair, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think maybe listen to Connor on this one. <laughs> um, number three is ignoring modifications it means ignoring uh, sort of different yeah. ways to do exercises that work for you i think that's yeah i think that's a good point i would agree also yeah. I, was, I was taking that more as ignoring like modifications of exercises like how you could take a hard push-up and elevate yourself to make that's it. exactly what it's saying right okay yeah cool yeah, yeah so very good. If, if the person on the screen say you're doing a home workout copying is doing full press-ups and you can't do knees or yes yeah you know you use I don't, if someone's doing burpees, you've got bad knees, or you don't like jumping. Some people, it's not a good idea. You can do the burpee, but you don't have to jump. Yeah, just like, just put your arms. If in you the did end a burpee on like the poof and didn't do a push up because you can't do a push up yet, so you're just doing like a leg in out and then a mini little jump. That's great. Yeah, some people just put that. They go into yeah. all fours, put their hands down, step one leg back, step the other leg back into the plank position, then step the legs back in, back to the all fours, and go back up and hands in the air. Yeah, no jump, no press up. That's fine. It's a bit just. Just altering the exercises to make them work for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that plays into a little bit the do too, doing too much too soon, I think. So a lot of people do that in classes as well. They'll join like boot camp. They're like a beginner and they're like, oh, I'm going to join boot camp class. And then they're just trying to do all the hardcore exercises at the same pace as the instructor and everybody else that's been going there ages. Then they Which feel is bad so that, fair. I get it. But, but then they feel bad yeah, that they can't or they don't want to look like they can't keep up, you know, and it's just a bit ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. One lady did 
complained to me once that she joined a boot camp and she she just couldn't do it at all and she was just absolutely dying. And I said it's called boot camp. It's got an army name. It's not that it's not that you're unfit. Yeah. You joined something that's true, named true. after the army. It's mm. outdoors in a park for the love of the Lord. It's for hardcore people only. That's obviously that's a difference. I think in, in gym classes the PT should always strive to have a progression and a regression to every exercise at Definitely. every station so that that's an option. If it's a, a privatised sort of thing in the park mm. that people are paying to come to like that, then you kind of get what you're paying for, I think. Some classes are just for beginners and some aren't. Exactly, and that's the point, isn't it? You do get some like that. I know? remember one lady complained to me about she joined one of the running clubs in Sheffield and she couldn't keep up and thought that it wasn't very inclusive. And I said, it's not that it's not inclusive, it's just that there's different levels of running club. And if a beginner joins, everyone can't slow down their own training. You have to just find, you have to just ask them, tell them I'm a super beginner, is it appropriate for me? And if they might just say, no, it's for intermediates. Because we run 15K at a decent pace. If if you're on 3Ks or 5Ks, it's just not right. There's just, it's not against them or against the person. It's just different training for different people, isn't it? Who's got to find what's appropriate. Um, next one nice please uh, number five uh, no sorry number four nearly skipped one then performing exercises incorrectly yeah yeah a lot of people do a lot of things wrong it's true they? yeah and it's, there's such there's so many stages to that as well like may, maybe less so at home but like in the gym as well there's so many stages to the education well like we were saying there's like that mechanical side to technique and then you can be doing that for two years before you've even realised how to actually use the muscle that you are using or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many different stages to technique. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Un- yeah. So you definitely be careful with your techniques. If your technique's not good, then the the work to reward ratio is wrong. That's nice, yeah. You get and and the risk to reward ratio is it's also hard, skewing yeah. the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah, so you're putting in a lot of work but you're not actually getting much reward and it's quite risky to do it wrong. Well said, I think that's nice exercise. Yeah. Using number one, using techniques, good techniques, one of the most important things of it all. Yeah, it's a good it? way of putting it because everyone always harps on the sake of good technique for safety, but good technique gets good results as well. That's like, definitely that's true because it, why it challenges good. the muscles in the correct way. Exactly, yeah. 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 And the correct way is the safe way as well because if you get injured, yeah. that gets you way less gains because yeah, exactly. you can't actually <laughs> exercise. Uh, it's, this is why mind safety is always number one. People need to teach their clients that more because they teach that you need to be safe but don't really explain that it's actually beneficial f- for them as opposed to just um, safety precautions, you know? Because clients a lot of the time are just like, oh, I just want to lift. I just want to try. I just want yeah. to lift. And, and, yeah. and you can't persuade them that that way is better. But if they know that it's like, actually, that is better for muscle growth as well. But have, you, have you been injured? No. Not by training. Um, well, sorry, I thought you were going to say yes. I know you've had like little back niggles. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, not like major catastrophic injuries. I, I've had like <coughs> decently bad back injuries, but I have scoliosis and really bad yeah. lordosis. So I was just going to say, how so. bad is it when you're injured? Yeah, and it's so when I'm injured sucks, from, it? from that, it's awful. I, I've had, oh my God, yeah. I've had times where I just couldn't bend out. Do anything. Like the back just didn't work. Like you either stood perfectly upright or laid down and there's no in between. Yeah, you can't train. Yeah, you no. can't life. But none of that was ever from training. Pain. That was from me being a dick outside of training. I yeah, so funny. Yeah. And I've been injured before through various things. It's just awful. Yeah. It, it just hampers your day-to-day life. So if I'm training a lady and she tweaks her back with us, we're not being careful and not she can't legit. bend down and look after her kids or get to work or get exactly. in and out of the car. It's not even only about the training. It's just ridiculous. It's about life as well. So you've got to not get injured. And there's too many people that just kick like lower back pain under the rug and be like, oh, well, I'm training at the gym. It makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Mm. If you've got lower back pain, it can be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got this pain, it can be fixed. If, yeah. you know, fix it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just the best option. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, next one, number five, not taking recovery seriously. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a decent point to you. Yeah. What What would you class as good recovery then? Maybe a couple of points. I'd say movement after the session. Ooh, that's interesting. I'd say protein after the session. Good. Yeah. Good. Hydration. Good. After the session. Uh, prolonged after that rest after the session yeah. good sleep that would be mainly sleep's the main one yeah. I didn't think you were going to go there I was <laughs> waiting for it I, was, I think he's got to say sleep come on come on, come on. Connor <laughs> sleep specifically between the hours of like 10 and 6 as well mm-hmm. and then food the next day yeah cool yeah so food maybe yeah. foam rolling active recovery on a bike if it's but then I, I, we're kind of talking more about home training and stuff aren't we yeah but I guess like, you can do light movement and walking yeah. stretching yeah food I agree carbs proteins lovely um, sleep yeah rest yeah, a, a, a combination of all the best things no food and food rest and movement sleep <laughs> and you know all just everything <laughs> yeah definitely number six focusing too much on one type of training ah Yes and no. I think that's depending I think on yes your and goal. No, yeah. It you could be doing the right training for you mm. and you could focus on it for a while. One year, three years, five years. Yeah, I think you know, if you bit. just did correct strength training Subjective. for five years, would that be a bad thing? I don't necessarily think so. Or if you were trying to get strong. Exactly, not if this is your goal. So if you're trying to do yoga. You could then, yeah. overly focus on one type of training. Like if you just do high intensity body weight, uh, could be maybe better, but Maybe that's what you need for that period. You never know, do you? Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's subjective, I'd say. <clears throat> yeah, all right, fair. Number seven. This is a, this is a correct one, in my opinion. Investing in the wrong equipment. Mm. I think so. I don't think people buy the correct home equipment very uh, often. And I think we're getting out of that fashion with smarter and smarter advertising and less and less invasive, like, buy this squat stool that... You know the type. You know <laughs> yeah, the type. This just has like a band attached to it, and, then, and, an, and an assistance to a squat or something that they can already do body weight. It's literally they're buying a tool to regress their day-to-day movement <laughs> and expecting it to I- I- increase. Oh. These things have upset me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's less of that. To be honest, you just might not be think. in those worlds. There might be more. Uh, you know, it's like bullshit products yeah. that you can buy. Yeah. For sure. But there is also more correct information out there and people do know more about like resistance bands and home dumbbells and Exactly. I think there is more going Yeah, with like There's more good stuff going on as well. Because before it was conglomerates and corporations and just bigger things that were just like, This is the the world and here's how we push things to the front of advertising. But now little people like myself, little arseholes can jump on the internet and go, Actually, but wait, this is crap <laughs> you know, and things like that spread a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so many things are uh, uh like like well, I don't know, like some people would enjoy walking on a treadmill at home or something, but I, personally, I'd, the, the amount you're going to spend on a treadmill when you can go for a walk outside yeah. and you could have filled that space maybe even with a power rack and then you're, and then you could, like the extremes there is that you've got a treadmill that you could do what you were doing outside already for free or with a power rack, you could nearly train a to go. A power rack being like a weightlifting station. Yeah, and, and bar and weights and stuff. You could basically train to go to a powerlifting competition with just that. You, you know? could be strong and fit and healthy forever with just Oh that. my God. Oh my God. And walking and running And have a good outside. time and enjoy it and have fun. Walking and so running outside is more effective than treadmill anyway. Exactly, bro. And yeah, yeah even anatomically, it's better And again, I'm you. not against treadmills. You know, I have some clients that have not treadmills at home and they do use them and I wish I had I a treadmill them when I was cutting. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I wish I had a treadmill at home. Yeah. Yeah. 
Only I, because it rains a lot in I England. I think at and a I'd certain like point, to, for sure, add it to the collection. Um, yeah, once agreed. you get to that point, but I've got loads of actual good weight equipment. This is it, you already so. have a gym, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, at home, yeah, so. Because it gets to the point where you, you first just choice. would want to finish your session and do a 15 minute walk. And that's not like, I don't want to get that on to go around the, the same block I've doing forever. I want to look at my phone or watch something and do it. But they're the people that are doing it every day and they already are training. You that's know, that's, that's, it's for, that's it's, when you get a treadmill. For me, it'd be for walking when I'm talking on the phone to clients. And I could probably film live videos where I just chat to members inside my group while walking on the treadmill. Yeah, that'd be nice for one, you. one of my dreams would be if I could be on, walking on a treadmill while I'm on live video into my group, we're just like discussing, like, like this is news of the week. I do weekly news a couple of times a week into my group where nice. I just talk to the members about what they've been doing and what I've seen in the group and I've seen this person doing this good and maybe we could do this a bit better in, as a group and, you know, stuff like that. If I'm walking on the treadmill and behind me I'd like a green screen and I'm walking... Beach. Yeah, one day, one, one day I'm at the beach, one day I'm on the Great Wall of China, That's so good. one day I'm underwater, you can make one day it's so me in good, space... Bro. Because you know, I'm walking you, through a jungle. Such I could a wear outfits. silhouette as well, though. It's just going to be so crisp and you'll just be there. Green screen's amazing these days as well. There's Bro, you can really good backgrounds you can get. I, I, I'd love that. It'd I saw hilarious. a thing of a guy trying to pull off a Zoom meeting or something with a green screen. He had a backpack with a green screen on it behind him, but he was on a bike and he was what? doing fucking downhill jumps shit with the screens. So on the screen, Is, that's got the, background, joke, the background's it? his like office and he's just sat there, but then his head's like, and going like around the screen like this, this is what you should do. That's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> no, though? it's real. You can see the video, he's on his bike doing it. But he was doing that as a joke. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Think yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. was. Yeah, come on. That was yeah. fooling people. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Just checking. But what were we saying? Was that, equi- was that the equipment one? Yeah, so people yes. buy the wrong type of equipment. So you hit us with a couple of pieces of home equipment that people should or could get then that are decent. Heavy bands. TRX. Wait, 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 wait. We need to go back one second because you're right, but we need to be very specific because you know when you say buy resistance bands, you know what people buy? Those TheraBand. What is it called? What's that one that's not joined as a loop called? Thera. Is yeah. it TheraBand? That's why I've said heavy. They're buying these. It's quite quite wide and very thin and probably yeah. like two or three foot long and the different colours. And people, they come in like a pack of five yeah. from Amazon. And people buy these and they think it's the right thing. It's not the right thing. Yeah, so that's You can do basic heavy, things with it, but it's not good. Ones, you need yeah. the long loop resistance bands. That they're a million times better. Pack of four. Um, you've got a red one, usually a red, a purple, a green, and a yellow. I only ever use the smallest one. I, I recommend people get the 7 to 15 pound orange one. It's half the weight of the red one. Okay. And then the red. Okay. And most ladies, for doing shoulders and sides and rear delts, that one, that, that 7 to 15 pound thin orange one's good. Then when they get a bit stronger, they can start overhead pressing the red I say get all of them from the get-go because then you've got progressive overload sorted. It's cheaper to get them all at once. Um, and there are some exercises that you would quickly be able to do quite fast, like a single arm row or You'd something. You'd need a heavier band, yeah. Which are real good fun. And yeah. if you do have all of them, genuinely, I, I could train you at home pretty legitimately if you're a beginner. Oh, I could make your life hell. So nice, yeah. Yeah. Do some fun I stuff. could ruin your day. With a good set of bands, yeah. yeah. Uh, TRX, I would say, is an excellent choice. You're exactly right. TRX, um, not specifically TRX because that's a brand, okay. but really it's a suspension, suspension trainer, trainer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily, I'm not for or against TRX specifically the brand, but they're very expensive. But you can get a, a suspension trainer for 35 quid. Oh, I made one for my mum when I was like 15 to get her exercising, <laughs> and it was like made out of, I'd stripped like a 
a tubular like handle off a pipe or something and like got two of them ran some rope through it and then made like an adjustable knot like a noose's knot you just and then just rope it's literally rope and handles just make your own if you want <laughs> simple yeah and that works um, super nicely i've mentioned this before but during lockdown i gave my clients free personal training yeah. sessions because i wanted them to go spend the money on specifically a thin orange band the long loop resistance one the red band and the trx and then round two the bands are about we have six quick. or eight quid each Oh yeah, TRX yeah. is about thirty-five quid. So for fifty quid, with a TRX and those two bands, especially because the, the TRX, oh, I'm sorry, I should say suspension training. <laughs> sorry, the suspension training you need is one that attaches to a door. So you put it through a door and then shut the door. You can also attach the bands to the loop at the top and yeah, then yeah. do push downs, straight arms, rear delt pull aparts with it attached onto a point. And Honestly, like the yeah, the, turn around and triceps, the and breadth, of loads of stuff. That gives you is sit down and do lat pull downs with it and single arms off the really good. You can do almost everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So suspension train is amazing as well. Adjustable dumbbells, quite nice. Yeah, if you're starting to get towards weights, adjustable dumbbells will be Not that the best expensive, thing. those spin lock ones where you, yeah. you spin the locks off the ends. Not if, that if expensive. If you have the space, the money, and like the correct, like I'd even say flooring for it, you need like a garage, like a concrete. The first thing could be barbell and plates as well. But that is something that does... It's a bit of an investment. A bit, you know. bit more expensive, a bit more space. Yeah, I mean, that, that's usually... A more technique tend, required. You wouldn't see someone getting into fitness do that generally. You tend to find people come away from gym training and they're like, well, I need to keep lifting. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get yourself a barbell. Yeah, because that that's getting into real heavy-duty equipment. Yeah, and that's cool stuff and that's fun. And, yeah, yeah, and it's exciting when you get there. But yeah. I wouldn't recommend people get, like, those small dumbbells fixed yeah where they're they're really small like i call them hand weights i know that's not a real thing them pink ones yeah or they're gray and they're like one two kgs they're like either reebok brand or argos brand or something just because you outgrow them so fast you need spin lock adjustable dumbbells up to about 10 or 12 kg that's why I say about the bands as well, get all four, you need progressive overload. Yeah, with Julie Gill, for example, she's got, again, same lady, she's got a few kettlebells, and it's got up to the point now where she's doing a kettlebell row, bent over single arm, standing, with a 12, but also with the red band, band and, the, and the the thin yellow band attached, and then row, mm-hmm. and then down. It's not bad. It is nice. That's it's not really bad. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad for home training. It's yeah. literally not bad. No, oh, not. Um, I'd say legitimately good. My mum and I, when we started training, well, when I started training her, we started in this lockdown in like January and she had the first two months of her training just at mine. All full body, twice a week and hit the gym running. She jumped jumped into the gym and was just great at everything immediately. It was brilliant. Moving on. Um, yeah, so that's that's good equipment. I agree. Um, number eight, we've kind of already covered this, but forgetting how important sleep is. I think that is important. I don't know if people... Sleep. I don't know if people forget, but... It's, it's, people forget it's hard to go to bed on time it's hard I'm not saying people do it well I'm not saying I sleep well because I don't necessarily but I don't know if people forget sleep's important I think it's just a, true 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 true, true yeah. you know, I think everybody knows that if you don't sleep well you feel like crap and your exercise performance and your physical and mental performance and your stress levels and cravings and willpower and, and half energy. the people that know that oh, know it and are okay with it and have accepted it and the other half fully just deny it and are looking for a way out they're like well, I just don't drink enough coffee or something or like, you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do. Um, next one, number nine, is over, overdoing HIIT, high intensity interval training. Yeah. I agree. I agree. For I home agree. training, there's too many too many star jumps and too Again, much burpees it's, and it's jumping not around. Particularly bad Come on, girls. Let's go. And three. <laughs> and four. And jump. Let's go. It's Ronda ridiculous. Rousey in her little. No, what's, it, what's she called? No, what's her name? Ronda Rousey's UFC. I know, player. I've got that wrong. What's her name from the 80s, the lady that 
did all the... I don't know, Davina McCall. I don't know, huh? Davina McCall. Sure, let's I don't go know. with that. Uh, uh, hit workouts aren't recoverable day to day. If you're doing them every day, you're going to die and you'll be miserable. Doesn't burn as many calories doesn't as you think. Burn, no. Poor for strength building, poor for muscle building. Poor excellent for, for your heart and lungs. Yes, excellent for Excellent heart. for your internal fitness. So if, you, if you've got internal fitness as a goal, me, I don't know Poor if it's for be- quality of life. But I don't know, what do you think, if high-intensity high interval training is better for fitness than like endurance, long, long-term, long steady-state cardio. I'm not actually sure. If I had to pick one, I'd go for long-term, steady-state I would also go for long-term. Um, it's very healthy to have your heart rate fluctuate. Yeah. Is the, is the overriding concept is to have it fluctuate between those things. Yeah. That's what would be healthiest. But if I had to pick one, yeah, I would say just steady state forever. Interesting. Yeah, healthier. so people at home should do more weights and more resistance and try and get stronger yeah, rather yeah. than just jump around forever. Yeah, for sure. Because you outgrow jumping around on body weight quite fast you as do. well. You need to get some good equipment on the go. Yeah, out of boredom, if nothing else as well. Number 10 is not having a plan. I agree. You should have a good plan, really. Even if you do the same fitness videos over and over again, it'll stop working after a period of time. Won't it? Because you'll just be used to it. You can't yeah. do that. You need a progressive plan. Mm-hmm. If you've outgrown your home stuff, you either need new home stuff, harder workouts, or to get down to the gym. Um, and then number eleven is exercising without shoes on. That's a what? They're I always that, forget. I, by the time we get to the end of these, I always forget how it started. That's as to fine. Which way I'm agreeing? They're or saying not. that's a mistake. It's a mistake to exercise without shoes on. There's too wide. They, they love the double negatives. My brain is too simple. For Personally, I disagree. I think it's excellent exercising without your shoes. Oh, wait, okay, yes. I agree it's good to train without your shoes. So, so this is, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Why good. am I so bad at No, it's okay. It's saying this is so home bad. workout mistakes and it's yeah. saying exercising without shoes on is a mistake. Yes. I disagree. Uh, okay, I love, cool. I, one of the things I loved through lockdown was exercising at home without my shoes on. Yeah, I mean, you want a connectivity with the floor, which if you get that through like flat shoes like Converse or squatting shoes or something that works and then the either next best or even before that best thing is yeah barefoot you just can't really do it in a gym no you can't do it in a gym it's not i don't safe. do it people will stand on your toes and you'll i will stand on your weights. toes if you don't wear your shoes yeah, it's, it's against the rules in most gyms if you go barefoot I yeah yeah at home though if you're safe um i really enjoyed it i didn't feel like i got anything like extra progress out of it or anything i don't feel like but it just felt really nice and i just I just really enjoyed it. And then I, I noticed specifically when gyms reopened and I went back to the gym when I was training legs and I had shoes on and I couldn't feel the floor, I was like, oh my God, it's like I've got mittens on my feet. <laughs> I actually, you know, if you're wearing mittens, those ones that are, they don't, you can't spread your yeah. feet. I was like, it's literally like training with mittens on. That is something you could do in, in changing Weird. actually is the shoes that you come to the gym and you, you don't ever really go in flat shoes, do you? Never. I have you like, should for leg day. I have like Adidas running trainers. Do you squat without those shoes on when you train? No, I squat with those shoes Yeah, on. start training at the mall with either just your socks on or grip some weightlifting shoes or yeah, flat bottom flats. shoes. I used to have some. I used to have Vans, skateboarding Converse, shoes. Air Force Ones is what I squat yeah. in and they're beautiful squatting. For me, and it's, they're taller. for me, it's not that bad um, because I don't lift that heavy for it to like compress the shoe. I don't really feel like I'm not like I'm not I'm squatting half what you're squatting basically. <laughs> Um, and doing higher reps. So yeah. for me, I've never felt it's much of an issue. When it does become an issue, though, is if I start, if my shoes start to wear down and get older, they might start to wear down on one side more than the other, and then when I'm squatting, it causes my feet to inwardly rotate. Yeah. Um, so I which is your that. squat fault if you have one? That's and true. That's why I'd want that, you to do it. That now. is actually yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I can remember it. <laughs> yeah, people point that out to me sometimes that my just when I'm at the bottom my feet just slightly inwardly rotate well so you know that warm-up we were talking about with the bands on the ankle and the lateral kick yeah. that doesn't revolve around the movement of that 
leg that's in the air, it's the foot on the ground and its connection to the floor and your understanding of what we call the tripod foot, which I'm, I think you know about. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and obviously where your knee is, how your glute's engaged, how much. And it, it, it kind of feels but, like... Sorry, wait. Let's just, just go for the tripod foot, though. Just explain that for a second just for listeners at home. Sorry, yes. Yeah. So the tripod foot is is that you should you should have all of your weight spread evenly between your heel mm. the bottom of your big toe and the bottom of your little toe uh, as you're doing any exercise really but specifically lower body movements you squat, oh really i put it quite wrong then i i either thought or assumed that it was heel ball of the foot and then outside ball of the foot basically yeah you, oh, you said big toe little toe but but bottom of the big toe little toe yeah oh okay i was thinking ends when you said that then it might have just been the way that i heard that so, i was thinking right on the you meant there and there right no not the so end. much yeah more I, the bases, I was thinking through yeah. like the padded ball but it, yeah there. so yeah yeah okay but it, and okay. then it is the toe that you want to push yeah. into the ground yeah, yeah grip your toes kind of into yeah, the floor yeah. slightly and this creates what we call external rotation torque in the yeah. knees torque is tension in a direction without actually going in that direction. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like wringing a towel. Okay. It's not actually turning, it's not actually moving it, it's just adding pressure to it that way. Do you know what I mean? Slightly. Yeah, and that's what would protect your ankles from kind of like buckling and stuff, knowing that gripping of the ground and keeping it like that throughout Yeah, if I consciously think about bracing my feet outwards, it doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's just and that's why you'll have done well to learn with the feet out when you were training here as well yeah yeah if, if i th if somebody points it out to me and then i think about keeping my feet out and flat then it doesn't happen yeah but it's yeah. just if i if i'm not fully conscious of every single thing that i'm supposed to be doing right you know, if i get a bit lazy with it then yeah. that's just naturally what seems to happen that i would say is one of the first things that a coach should teach someone as well is that foot position mm. yeah mm. for sure very nice and that's the end they're the workout mistakes. Wow. Thank you for that. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, I like this. this uh, good. Nice conversation. Actually feeds quite nicely into one of my wasp betters. Um, I, I was just going to suggest as well, I think before we, um, as we're progressing through the show, I really do like what's better and I do like move, move of the week. I prefer it to the news articles sometimes. Personally. Wow, that's nice for you. Um, I also yeah, like I, it. I, I like what you think and what we think because I'm biased towards us. I don't, I only... Talk, I only like talking about the news articles because they bring up the topics yeah. and then we say what we think we go, about what they said. Leave it to me. <laughs> yeah, so if, we, if you've just got things to say or talk about, then I just much prefer that to start with. Well, what do I have to say and talk about using the words that I know? Uh, what's better, mate? Oh, this is, yeah, this one's kind of interesting. Debate club. We haven't gotten to the um, theme tune yet. That was We've got no jingles and theme tunes. I know I didn't get it. Well, I don't want to rush this. This needs to be... Something legendary, but also shit. It needs to be real shit. I want it to have like a shit quality. I think I should record you doing the jingle. And then oh, problem solved. Then That's we it. Could, I could play it live. I will come up with a little jig. Right, cool. <laughs> Connor Rhodes, what's better between set programming yeah. or a bio-regulated slash intuitive programming? <laughs> definitely the second one. Okay. 100% definitely. But I like how you put it. What did you? What were those words again? Bio-regulated, did you say? That's what you call it, yeah. Bio-regulated. Mm. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard that. That's a I've very, like, auto... you've got to be 10 years into powerlifting to be dealing with those I've heard things. it called auto-regulated. That too, yeah. But not bio-regulated. But that does make sense, bio. Yes, yeah, you just go bio-feedback. Or oh, what else did you call it? In oh, intuitive. intuitive yeah. Yeah. yeah, intuitive training. Um, no, this this is proven in studies to be more effective. Um, it's literally proven to be more. I'm glad effective. you know these studies. That's nice. Um, that than set programming. Set programming is good and it has its places and it works for definite. Um, if you're trying to specifically like peak powerlifting or maybe peak bodybuilding, like even there's even 
It's the same as diets, where set diets work sometimes. Like if you're an athlete or you're weight making or you're a bodybuilder going into a show, you could have a set meal plan. You know, for just like a few weeks, just make sure everything's just spot on. But overall, intuitive eating is better and gets better <coughs> results by mm -hmm. flipping miles over diet plans and meal plans. And you're saying same with exercise. Yeah. Same with exercise, yeah. You can follow a, a training plan, do a, a month a month one or a two month one or a three month or if you're trying to peak or do something or work on something specific, it's good to have a plan. But really what the difference is, is the, the thing the plan needs is flexibility and realism. Mm. Um, set programming, especially in the long term, like if it goes past one month of set programming, I'm fucking skeptical. Because how do you even know what strength progressions you're going to have been able to actually make by the time it's been one month? Or how tired are you going to be? Or how fatigued are you going to be at that point? Or what if you get an injury? Or, you know. And with just from personal training as well, you... You have to be flexible because if I want to do a set program with my clients, it's not always an option because sometimes like the bench press is taken yeah. or you go to, you, you want to squat, but you just can't because yeah. it's just a massive queue and there's just 14 people that just won't move. So you just can't. So you've got to, you've got to think on your feet a little bit. Sometimes the clients come in. I want them to squat. They go, God, really, I don't want to do that. So the, the reason that it shows to be better overall is through... Kind of like one of the big reasons is enjoyment of the actual training. Like if a client's... I want them to squat on a day. I've got it written down. We're doing squats. And they're like, God, I really don't want to. Or if they've got a knee injury or something, if I force them to do it, they'll perform worse than if I say, okay, is there a different exercise, leg exercise you'd prefer to do? That right there, what you said is how you should quantify it. Like, would I be more productive on another day doing this? Yeah. Or would a different exercise because, suit you better? Because the assumption has to be that you still have a certain amount of volume in a week, a certain amount of actual... Uh, like body splits you have to do you know you're not coming in every day and deciding to, to that's a very biceps. good that's a very good point it's not doing what you feel like constantly non-stop mm -hmm. yeah, that's not it it's just rearranging the blocks of what you train you're not getting out of the block out of the exercises or the work that we're doing you can just rearrange the work that you're doing to suit you kind of like flexi time at work you have to get your work done at the office, but you can come in whenever you want and you can do it in whatever order you want. But weekly, you need to get your shit done. So knowing this, do you think there's a time in a training career that um, a set program would be better? Yeah, yeah, like I said, definitely. Like if you're peaking for powerlifting, maybe. If you're going into a bodybuilding competition and you're trying to specifically maintain strength and volume. Mm -hmm. If you're a beginner following some kind of like structured one to two month like starting strength style program. You could do that. That wouldn't be an so. issue. I think for beginners, especially the thing is that they skip what they don't want to train if they can. And that might be because they just don't want to train it. They're not good at it. They don't understand it. They they don't see the benefit yes. to it or something. Yes. And that's where the coach has to step in and be like, no, no, no. I've walked this path. And having done that mistake, maybe even don't do it. Yes. Hit everything evenly. Say. I think yes. it would be the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. A, a really nice gentleman called Jay Leak, um, just, I don't know why that, his name's not important, just nice kid in real life, Nice name, though. Uh, messaged me recently asking questions about training and said to me, oh, what do you think about this program versus that program? And one, and when we, start, we started going back and forth, texting about loads of different things for a while. Um, one of the things he, he said was that he, he, is, he is training his legs, but he's not, He's not that bothered compared to his upper body. Like he's a young guy. Most, most guys care about upper body more. And I said the same thing to him. I said, but yes, but keep doing it because you're doing the right thing. Because in, in three years when your upper body looks amazing and your legs are not you looking good. You can get good, blown over in the wind. It's then, not cool. Then you'll, it'll kind of end up in the opposite situation of you 
where you've absolutely hammered legs into oblivion for years and now you're playing catch up upper body. Yeah. In your opinion. But that's the fun your way around. Your upper body looks great. That's, that's the fun way around to do it, I'd say. It's, the, it, it's kind of Jews, the same way I did it. And now I get to hit it. Because my legs got big from cycling originally and then I used mm. to squat really hard and heavy. Took that to the gym and twice let that a week. Into squats. Yeah, so my legs were always bigger than my upper body anyway, um, which served me well in the long term because now I don't have to do that much leg training to keep nice, strong legs. Yeah, so sure. It sets a nice foundation. Um, so yeah, it's important to try and set yourself up with good habits. So that's interesting though that you say that, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you prefer intuitive training and more of an auto-bio-related yeah. I, I do yeah. my own workload as like intuitive work. Like yeah. I, I have loads of work to do every single day, but there's no set structure to which way I do it. For sure, yeah. And it is, it's just, it's perfectly walking that line between being a hard ass on yourself and being smart getting the work done but being flexible with yourself yeah literally how and just, when it yeah. gets done but it just has to get done it still it's gets done thing. yeah oh it's still getting done exactly but if you can have a little bit of flexibility and might take a little bit of pressure off yourself yeah and as soon as you can subscribe to the idea that a day off is as productive as a day on sometimes yeah. like today i'm not training because yeah. i don't have the time and if i was to train it would be at the detriment to something else i wouldn't i'd miss a meal you know i'd have to take the time from somewhere to do that and there's more to life than training as well and you know you don't necessarily want to remove that but that isn't to say that i'll miss it that means that tomorrow's on and then one of the days in the weekend has to get taken up by that as well yeah so it just has to be like that yeah not even professional athletes train every day exactly so it's not again because it isn't productive it's like, not the best thing to do unless you're smashing gear and it's your full-time job and you have all the ways of True, recovering in the world or yeah. if you're only exercising lightly then you could exercise every day yeah, exactly yeah. if you're doing an intense exercise not every day hmm. not every does that day. conclude that what's better i, I, I think it does yeah on that. Um, no I th nice thank you appreciated my what's better to you will is and I'm going to do your, I'm going to pull your own rules on you. You're only allowed to pick one. And the other one, you've got none. You've got none of the other. What's better, bigger muscles or stronger muscles? I've got none. You've, you've either got strength, but no gains. You're so small, but you've got strength, but you're so small. Or, you, <laughs> you know. I'm going small and strong. Because it's because I'm fighting okay. for my own team. <laughs> <laughs> I would also go small and strong. Yeah, I, I honestly it's, would. It is cool, like yeah. Only because, even though for me, I don't care about my own strength that much. That's only because I've got a perfectly fine base level of strength, and I'm not a powerlifter or trying to be the strongest yeah, person yeah, ever. Yeah. Compared to people who don't go to the gym, I'm probably twice it's as strong. strong. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's good enough for me. So I, I'm working on like my the size of my arms, like like we spoke about. But if I could only pick one, if you're not strong, that can come up against real issues in actual life. And it's not cool. It's not cool. Like in terms of coolness, it goes big and strong, small and strong, just strong, and then just big. Bigs oh, at the I don't very know bottom. about this. I don't know about That's this. That's just going off what we. This is right out here this. right now. But like, obviously, it's cool to be small and strong. But it is cooler to be big and strong. If you're big and strong, cool, you've won. If you're just big and weak, not cool. If you're small and strong, that's better. That's better than small and strong is better than big and weak. Yeah. Are there any people that are really big and weak? Is that not know, really? Not really. Only is proportionally there? to their size. But if someone's bigger, they're still pretty but you, but you much were saying stronger. zero, so true. Is I was just, just going to pick one, yeah. and I, I would as well, just for health, you know, just for like life, just for longevity. Also, just imagine being a chuffing. Then you're a balloon animal. 
If you're big but weak. Yeah, and that's no fun. I'm pick. I'm I'm bullying small guy that's strong. I'm t- tearing the shit out of the big guy that's weak. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Good choice. I'm glad we yeah. agreed. I actually do have one more of those. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, that we can I think breeze through as well maybe. Although I don't know. This is interesting. And this one this one feeds more back into what we were talking about. It was one of the points kind of from earlier. What's better? Between foam rolling and stretching, static stretching. Stretching. Foam oh, roll- really? Yeah, foam rolling's not a thing to me. Interesting. I, I choose foam rolling. I think foam rolling's minimum 50% fake. <laughs> I think it's 50%. I think you're 100% right. I think it's 50% not real. I think you're 100% right. <laughs> that All that means is that what we once thought the legitimacy of is halved. So it's still 100% legit at what it's legit at. It's just forget the bullshit. I don't think it's legit at much. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not a believer in foam okay. rolling particularly okay. for... Um, I'm not a massive believer. That, that fits without how we train. That makes sense. But, sorry, you're not a massive no, believer. No, you, you go first then. You you convince me. Um... Well, static stretching, unless it's to fix a postural issue and isn't directly related to the muscles that you are training in the session, is a bad idea before training. Whereas foam rolling has the same elastic qualities and the same... Effects of stretching give you without any power reduction because that's essentially people. People that are more flexible are weaker generally. There's a direct correlation with like yoga um, people and like how weak they are in the gym, which is obviously unhealthy. Um, and then also, yeah, a, a stretched muscle is generally a weaker, more prone to injury, injured muscle. Um, My only slight pushback to that would be that's definitely true, but only like you said in power situations. Yes. All the studies, exactly. all the study, that's true, yeah, because you do actual power training. For my clients <laughs> and for me, there's no power training. Um, or, or, <laughs> there's no power. There's no, no power here. We're not in this 13-inch arm. <laughs> we're not. No, I mean, we're not doing like one rep max ever. Because you're the big guy maxes. that's weak. This is. Or, I'm not big or, or strong. I'm just so you're I'm small the small guy weak. that's weak. I know. It's, it's a real issue. I'm working on it. Well. Yeah, man. Not I'm hard working enough. on it. Okay. Man. I'm working on it. Um. I've forgotten where we were. In the <laughs> me too, bro. Oh. We were. Small arms. No, that's not where we were. <laughs> It's not where we were. Uh, what was it? Was um, you were talking stretching the legitimacy over foam rolling? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking about the power training thing. All the studies that show that stretch muscles are weak muscles are in power, and they do it in like jumping height and one rep max strength, literally. And you know, not not gym environments. I think an overly stretched muscle could be weaker and more prone to injury, but so could a tight muscle. So I think it depends. Yeah. Footballers pull their hamstrings all the time because they're tight as death. This was happening at Sheffield Tigers Rugby Club as well. Um, or, but the way we strengthen that is, the way we fix that is by strengthening. Correct. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Um, so that's usually more of a weakness. And you, you can't get very, I'm not going to tell, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe you can massively increase flexibility foam rolling. I think if someone's, you, you're not going to get to be able to like do splits and I see. fold yourself in half like flipping yoga style like this just from foam rolling your hamstrings. I don't think that's ever happening. Will it get no. you to a better position? Because, Probably but, will. but that's because of the specificity of those exercises, kind of thing. Like what you would okay, have to do. That makes sense. The best approach to that would be foam rolling, then stretching. That's definitely a good that's, thing. That's I mean, arguably I, I the best. Agree with if that. you're trying to statically foam improve rolling, like relaxes your the flexibility before you go yeah. for the stretch. I understand that. In fact, well, sure. the way that we um, depends on the exact issue. But one of the ways that we improve ankle mobility is you would do like a two-minute foam roll of the ankle and then statically stretch it in I a, completely in a squat that, position. For sure. And that's min, that improves ankle mobility a lot. So 
Yeah, that's interesting. That's probably the first one we, that we disagree on. I, I can fully follow. I, I agree with foam rolling before stretching, though. It's just if I have to pick one, I'm just not a massive believer in foam rolling, really. And there used to be a lot of magic around it, but now that's all flipping gone about all that fascia loosening and... Yeah, so that's the Fascial adhesions. Fascial yeah, loosening, really fake. Fascial adhesions, fake. All this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's it's a massage. Yeah. It's massa It's self-massage. That's yeah. what it is. And I'm not against massage, but there's no magic in massage either. Um... The, the reason you know it doesn't do that, yeah, the, the reason you know it doesn't do that much is if, well, I'm just going to use a basic example, but if foam rolling your upper back really did anything to the muscle, when you put a 160 kilogram squat bar on your back, you'd squash like jelly. <laughs> a, a bit of foam rolling across your muscle. You know, when people are like, oh, it changes this. It's not, it's just massaging it. Just, and that's not a bad thing. No. No, but I'm a big fan of stretching though. So if I'm like, I'm a bigger fan of static stretching. To give your argument credit as well, I probably discredit how much I actually do stretch because I just don't think of it as stretching when I do it because I do it so nonchalantly and passively in my warm ups, like bar hands on the bar, stretching my lats out. Like I'll just hang in like a hamstringy flexing position. I do that all the time too. Yeah, but I don't really think about it as doing static. I guess as well. I always think in my brain, when someone says static stretching, I'm always thinking of like a two minute mark for actual, because that's about when you start to see like long lasting effects of stretching. So I'm thinking more like that as opposed to, I'm probably more doing closer to like 30 second stretches if that. I'm doing more like 10 or 15. Yeah, more short short term stretches. Just short, yeah, yeah, just. But again, makes sense. You're already mobile and flexible. You don't need to improve it. You just keep it. Up on top of it i feel terrible if i don't do it you know every day when i when i get up i do a little stretch out or quite often i, I have a zoom i have a couple of zoom clients and sometimes i'll do a little stretch out with them mm. and in a lower in the morning my lower back if i don't do the cobra pose like where you go into a press up and then you drop your hips down to the floor and really stretch my lower back goes crack 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 in the morning yeah. and i'm like oh and my abs are so tight in the morning yeah. i think it's because i sleep like this like a little baby. or something like curled up because you're a little spin. so in the morning i have to really stretch like that and i also do the the, the lunging stretch for my hip flexors and if i did my that, lower back hurts if i, if I did I that stretch that. my lower back would snap mm. my lower back hates that yeah my lower back used to hate it my lower back it wasn't mobile glass it's a good job i've got the fattest ass on the planet because my lower back is to protect glass. it yeah man it needs all that glute tissue <laughs> lower back it. is whoo it's not good that's nice then, that's the first one we've disagreed on, wow. Lovely. Audience, for you to decide. Yeah, what do you prefer, foam rolling or stretching? Leave on a comment. Wow. Um, did you have a move of the week? Oh yeah. What's do, want, the, what, do we do yeah, this what, now or another? Sure, yeah, we'll just continue. Okay. What's the exercise of the week then? It's called aeroplane. What? I know. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. You tried to show me some stupid shoulder shit at yours God as well. damn it. I told no. Daniel Kavanagh about that, he also laughed. Well, you know why you're laughing? Why? Because you're uneducated and it wasn't a shoulder shit. What was it? It was a core ab thing. No, not the, what were we doing, dead bugs. Yeah. No, the thing where you went at like a 90 degrees and pushed after you did lat raises. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. No, that's not that's awesome. That's also your... That's um, not real. That's also your illegitimacy coming through. That's okay, not bro. real. We'll let it slide. What's aeroplanes? You'll learn one day, don't worry. Sure, I want to learn now. <laughs> oh, aeroplanes we can do now. Yeah, it is now. a bit inconvenient how mobile and demonstratory you have to be for this. So this is like... Um, this is an awesome exercise for warming up for squats. It's awesome for hip health. It's awesome for mainly hip health, which is such an important thing, but that can feed and bleed into preventing sciatic problems, into preventing any kind of hip problems, having just generally mobile and strong hips, flexible hips and mobile hips. Have we been recording? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just checking the audio still on and everything. Because <laughs> let's not. <laughs> um, yeah, so the way this exercise works 
is careful with that microphone. I know I'm going to try and not careful disturb that things. Connector in the middle. As well. Should be try good. Not to stand on. Who, who wants to see my ass? Which camera wants it? Uh, you're you're on every camera at the minute. Hi guys. You're on, <laughs> you're on every single camera at the minute. So what you do for this exercise, I'll talk through it first and then kind of go for it. You'd start standing and you'd initially get that tripod foot connection that we were talking about with the floor, which I'll do to this to camera here. Wire. I know what's Watch going out, on, sir. don't worry. So the way that that would look initially, if you look at my legs in this straight camera here, so this is me just sort of standing neutrally. And then if I was to engage my glutes and push my toes into the floor, it looks like this. That's me switching. It looks like you're turning your knees out. A my bit. glutes on, yeah. You, and you can't see my feet, but with my feet, I'm doing this. And I'm like gripping like a monkey my feet into the floor. I'm noticing you've got your shoes on in my house. You, you it's because you rushed me down here as soon as I got in. I went to take them off and you were like, come down, sit. And so I wanted Did to I keep them on. Did I pull that I face and sound like that when I said it? Yeah. And I wanted to keep them on so I didn't argue. Okay then. All right then. Sorry, sorry continue. Right so your feet are screwed into the floor. You've yes, got your bum squeezed. Position. You've got your knees out a little bit. Shift your weight to one leg and then you do like a one-legged stiff leg deadlift, Romanian deadlift. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. hinge up from the foot that's elevated off the floor, just floating in the air through until your shoulder stays one straight line and you just hinge from the leg on the floor and that would look, I'm not gonna kick anything like this. You can hold something like I am. You're so close to that camera. <laughs> it's all good. You're so close. <laughs> so that way around, that's how we're gonna do. So you get to that horizontal position. Then the goal is to let the hip in the, of the side of the leg that's in the air, you let it drop towards the ankle on the floor as much as you can, and that stretches out your TFL, which is a muscle on the side of your hip. So that would look like this, letting it drop, and then Move you come more back into up the middle. this come way around. On, the <laughs> look how scared you are. I don't want to just You're nearly kicking ass. everything. Okay, so you come to here, then you let drop, and you let a good stretch happen here, and then you come up and rotate what? your hip to face. Are you supposed to be holding that way as you can? Yeah. Okay. So you do this. Usually in the gym, you'd set it up and have the bar in front of you and use that. So again, you're rotating around this hip, and the goal is to go through as much range of motion as possible to let this hip, you my left hip now, that my right leg is on the floor, to let it drop as far to the floor as possible and get a good stretch. Then to use that muscle to actively rotate and point my hips towards my chair over here. You're doing standing frog pump. That's what you're doing. Essentially, yeah. and that's an awesome, awesome movement to establish a mind-muscle connection with the muscles in your hips, to create hip mobility, to have healthy hips, to have both mobile and strong hips. Um, and that, and that and again, will bleed from there. That means less lower back pain, less knee pain, this, that, and the other. Do you want to try it? Let's no, see if we can make would, you do it. That was stressful enough. Let's see if we can make you do it. You okay. can do it here or something. Come on, bro. Okay. This is how news of the week goes. We don't back down. We learn. And so on, on this move of the week, I've never flipping heard of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so how I goes, to bring it up. I've is, never seen this in my life. And I would recommend, this is one of the only exercises I actually do every session for my um, for my squat warm-ups. There's you cracking bikes. Just stretching nice. outside. All right, what am I doing? Sorry again. So let's have you, if this is what we're going to hold. Sure. What camera? Hi, guys. So first things first, you're going to get those toes down into the floor. And you want to imagine like someone's grabbing your knee here and almost trying to rotate it this way. Yep, I am. And That's what would happen is the foot would turn and rotate out. Yep. That would be external rotation, but we're creating torque. So that, again, is pressure without movement. Um, do it with your feet closer together to start with, though. And what that means is your center of gravity is less spread out. Okay. So when you're shifting your weight onto, say, your right leg now, it's easier to just get there without that mechanics shifting. Mm -hmm. Toe stays down, knee stays stable, glute stays engaged. Then you're going to get some nice tension in your upper back and puff your chest out. Let this leg come off the floor as you glide onto the right leg. And then from the hips, you're just going to hinge, heel goes up, 
that goes back. Maybe go a little bit further back so you can clear this because you want to get to about horizontal. Hamstring flexibility will dictate how far down you could go, but ideally we're getting to about here. <clears throat> now let this hip drop to the floor and you should get a stretch around here. And this wants to be a very, very passive stretch. And what that means is that you're not actively holding it there. You're just resting into it. Or just yeah? slumped. Yes, yeah, slumped. And that's very hard to actually switch the brain off. It took me a while to learn that. And then you go up the other way without letting anything turn. So this stays open. This <laughs> yeah, my hamstring just click. Exactly. And try and face <laughs> your uh, everything towards my face. Like this. Like this. Yeah. And then drop holding it. this wire. Sorry, that's why this arm. That's in. nice. That's nice. And then try and let this hip drop back down and essentially try and make that hip point that way at the bottom and then back around the other way and squeeze. Good. And then as a test, once you've gotten used to that, try it on the other leg and see if there's any discrepancies because oh you'd find there often is. With I can't really feel that in my glute, to be honest. It's just smashing my hamstring. It's so the, you might a, get like a sciatic stretch as well from it. It's yeah. the most hardcore hamstring stretch. You know, because I'm leaning forward yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah, I get a real sort of sciatic stretch from it on my right hand side. You see how much yeah, worse pop. you are on that side as well, yeah. Um, no, to be honest, I can't really tell. Uh, you, you, you're rotating well? less, uh, quite a bit less on the way open. That's nice. I feel a bit wobblier on this one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, so that exercise is, I would say, have a crack at that at home. <laughs> I knew it fell over. So you see those d discrepancies side to side Yeah, I was well. better on my right leg, for sure. Yeah. That's my good, that's my strong leg. E and even just the balanced leg. orientation of it all in the brain. Um, I'm surprised you've never heard of that. Or, or I've literally before. never seen or heard of that in my entire life, dude. Awesome, awesome um, exercise, yeah. Quite difficult, lots of steps to that. People should be doing it, yeah, very complicated. Mm. Yeah. But everything about that, it works under, it, it's kind of, it's all the principles of like a good powerlifting um, warm-up kind of thing. So like, you've got a good connection with the floor, your ankle's nice and stacked in the middle of your foot and it's strong, as is the knee and it's tracking perfectly in its joint and so there's no knee issues. And then all the power in the power muscle, the glute, is learning how to work through its entire range of motion. And so, yeah, that I would recommend for everyone at home. Enjoy. Well, it was intense. It was hardcore. It was quite difficult, in my opinion. And that's the move of the week. That's the move of the Airplanes, week. Airplanes, it's called. Mm -hmm. We're back to news articles, sir. News articles, yeah. Um, I'm just going to read this one, if that's okay. I'm just going to read it. I just wanted to say a few little comments on it, and then... What have we got time for? One more? How long have we been on? Um, we've been on one hour 15 at the minute, mm. so yeah, we'll bring it around to a conclusion soonish, do you think? Lovely. Yep. I'm just going to read this article. There's, there's a bit to it. Um, it's from the Daily Mail. Is there any diet pill that can help you lose weight safely? The answer is not really. We'll <laughs> see what they say. Um, but I just really loved this little summary they've got at the end. It really turns around into being excellent. And I wanted to, nice. I wanted to discuss the final points it comes to with you. So this is from the Daily Mail, um, article entitled, Is There a Diet Pill That Can Help You Lose Weight Safely? Written by Joe Waters. A drug that can safely aid rapid weight loss and keep it off sounds too good to be true, yet apparently it exists. Saxenda, in brackets, generic name, liraglutide. Have you seen this? These weight loss injections and stuff like this that are around no, at the minute? No. Um, it's massive around in the news at the minute. It's not new. I've made literally four videos about this. The first one was like five years ago. <laughs> I, make, I make a video about it every year, literally, because for some reason it keeps coming back round again. Annual nothing exists except a calorie deficit check. This time it exists in the news because the NHS have just, for the first time, allowed it to be prescribed for obesity. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's leaking into... It's, it's in the... It's an, so it's is available. there some legitimacy to it? Yeah, I've got a client on it. Not, not by me, by the NHS. One yeah. of my clients is on it. 
Um, right. And it's been used in America for a while. It seems to help. It's a, it's a weight loss injection. Is it like a... F oh, interesting. It injects... This might be, might be... You might be able to get it in pill form. I'm not sure because this the article is entitled Is there any diet pill that can help you safely lose weight? And then it says yes. Then it talks about Saxenda and Liraglutide. And as far as I was aware, they were on the injection form. But they might be pill form. I don't know, to be honest. It doesn't really matter much. Um, it They inject you or give you... Um, a compound that's a very similar shape to an anti-hunger, like a satiety hormone you have in your body, and it it's an anti-hunger sort of injection. So it plays around with hormones. It's a hormonal anti-hunger. Your hunger levels. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not particularly physiological. It's not like a how how most people's brains would jump. It's not a you take it and it burns fat. It, no, it doesn't increase your metabolism. It makes you eat less. It yeah. helps you eat less. It doesn't make you eat less. It <laughs> you eat less. Sometimes for some people, not yeah. always. Because I know, but then the psychology just goes against that because people take that and then they're just like, well, I can eat anything now. And even though their hormones might be telling them to eat less, their brain sounds like it would be telling them to eat more. Yeah, for some, for some people it does work, this drug, though, you know, there's good studies on it's it at the minute. It, it, seems, yeah. it, seems to be, it seems to be helping some people. It's not going to be side effect free because there's no drugs that are side effect free. And if you're messing around with hormones... Then for know. me, for me, I prefer it if people use natural anti-hunger methods. There's like seven different anti-hunger methods that you can use, and, and not including fucking inject hormones into your body. So if you're not using appropriate amounts of the other ones, and you're injecting yourself with hormones, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you're exercising, you've got a good protein intake, your hydration's good, you've got a good fiber intake, your calorie intake's appropriate, your stomach's not stretched from overeating food. You actually eat appropriate volumes of food as well in sittings, yeah. and then you're still hungry. All right, fine. <laughs> then, then, then maybe you need some, maybe you need some help. But you know, until that point, I'm like, all right, fine. But you could, yeah, we could but, also do but, better. But, yeah, we could yeah. also do better, couldn't we? We could also actually because there's more to it than that. It's not that that is the first, that is it is the first thing you should try and do, fix those problems. But also just from a human point of view, like quit externalizing and your problems and trying to get a solution that you can just exchange money for because that in itself is just fixing a problem with a problem, um, which in a greater sense, a roundabout way in life, will always come back to be like, oh, I should have done it the other way around. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. I do know what you mean. And these, these drugs do help some people, and some people do find it effective, but it's it should really be... It, it's not a free ride. It's it's a bit. It's not an extreme option, but it's also not that not extreme either. There's, yeah, true. The safer things you can try first. Yeah, yeah. If you're not doing any of the other right things and you're trying this, you're doing it in the wrong order. Because it, it just boils down to there's like you can get the exact same results from nothing but hard work, and the only catch to that is it hard work. It's not. It's not even always hard work. Sometimes it's not that hard work to eat some protein and vegetables. It's not. It's only yeah. eating food. Eating food's not that well, hard. Well, it's People simple. It. It's just. It, I think it is hard personally, like mentally or whatever. Some, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, but yeah. but the act of it. I'm, I'm I'm maybe talking it down slightly, but the act of it, it's just eat. You just sit at the table and you just eat things. Yeah. So for me, it's that's not exactly what I would say it's simple. Salt mine yeah. labor, yeah. is it? No, you're it's not, not down a coal mine. Are you? Yeah. It's just it's just sitting at the table. You just have to eat things. Do you have to eat some different things than you usually would? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's yeah. not exactly awful, is it? it's not torture like people think it is sometimes yeah have people ever approached you have you ever had clients that say that they're always hungry and they, they can just never they never stop eating that they can just eat forever yeah sometimes yeah. yeah i do quite often um people who just say oh, i'm just hungry all the time i can just eat forever it's it's nearly always people that have vast majority junk food diets just things that just they've got low protein low fiber diets poor hydration and, yeah. yeah it's like everybody knows mcdonald's doesn't fill you up it fills you up slightly but there's just no fiber there's an, no actual nutrition. I would smash McDonald's, get it 15, and then smash it again because it just 
It just goes through it you just so goes quick. Gone, yeah. Just like Chinese food, it just zip. It just goes yeah. straight through you in one go. Uh, <laughs> even sit to say hi. So it's people who they snack way too much. They're eating just like little bits, just grazing on snacks and. You know, but if people actually get a good protein intake and they eat actual proper square meals and vegetable intake and get on their hydration and stuff, hunger levels drop so hugely, sometimes people can't even believe it. Anyway, I'm going to carry on reading this. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Saxenda slash liraglutide was originally developed as a drug for diabetes, but has been shown to reduce body weight by on average 7.5% in under nine months. Given that one third of the UK population is now obese, in brackets, it was 5% in 1970. What did you just say? Thirty percent. It's it's one third. Yeah, of the UK population is now obese, not even overweight. Overweight obesity is more like fifty percent if you're taking both into account. Five um, percent oh in nineteen seventy. Do you know what? Do you know what it shows to be the main difference is? Calorie intake has gone up for people a little bit since like nineteen hundred to now. Its gone movement's down. gone down. Calorie intake's gone up a little bit. If you look at on average how many calories people eat on estimate. On a graph since 1900, like 100 years ago or something, it goes up, but not a lot, and it's steady. It goes up, but only a bit. It's not crazy. And you, it's the activity yeah. levels. People are not farmers and flipping, working on machines and stuff that much anymore. And, you know, it's the mechanization yeah. of society. Robots yeah. do everything for us. Yeah. Everyone sits down for shit. Yeah, sit down. I mean, I've got a sit-down job. We're sat down now. Yeah. I've got a sedentary job. Life is hard. I just hard. try really hard not to, to be sedentary, you know. Um, anyway, under NICE guidelines, Saxenda can be prescribed with diet and exercise changes only to those with a body mass index of over 35 or more clusters extremely obese. Um, or people who have di pre-diabetes, cardiovascular complications uh, such as raised blood pressure or raised cholesterol. Otherwise, it is available on private prescription at £260 per month, which is quite a lot of money. Saxenda is one of a range of weight loss prescription drugs now available on the NHS and to buy privately from some pharmacies. These include Orlistat. Do you know Orlistat tablets? Terrible. Ah! Fat binders that people get given from the NHS. They You take this pill and it absorbs, it, it stops your body absorbing the dietary fats that you've eaten and then you just diarrhea it all out undigested. Oh no. I'm deadly serious. Oh no. I'm deadly serious. So, bottoms up bulimia. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting way of looking at it. That is an interesting way of looking at it. Um, and and you know what? It doesn't even reduce your calorie intake that much. <laughs> I can literally work out how much it reduces your calorie intake. We can do it now. What? By what? By what? Be what? Because, I, because I know the facts. People need to stop. Wilhelm. Who's... Yeah, go on. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> also not my name, Connor. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the... Um... I know the facts. It binds to about one third of the dietary fat that you eat and stops you digesting it. Let's say you eat 100 grams of fat per day, which is quite, that's quite a bit. It's not crazy, but, it, but let's say, yeah, in calories, it'd be 900 because yeah. there's nine calories per gram of fat. So it'd be 900 calories. Um, it's quite a lot high fat diet, but let's say someone's overweight and they've got a junk food diet. They might eat 100 grams of fat per day, let's say. Okay. So it's 900 calories. Um, so then to get 30% of that, it would be 270 calories per day. That's what it does. Is that what it's flushing? That's what it's flushing. But on average, if you've got a junk food diet. So you have to... You this have, is a dumb thing. I've known people get internal bleeding I from all this stat. 
I hate this. It's it's removing two hundred and seventy calories from your diet. That's the same as, as well as as well as your intestines. That's the, that's the same as just go, doing ten thousand steps per day. Yeah, or not. That's the same amount of bar. calories. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. So either control your diet better or go for a walk. Yeah, that's the same as diarrhea tablets. Believe me, diarrhea tablets. Fucking man. I know it's. I see. So we don't like this, but this new one seems to have a bit more legitimacy. It, yeah, it helps control blood sugar and it slows digestion from the stomach, and it's also an anti-hunger hormone. Okay. Um, Which again, quit playing around with your chuffing hormones. I mean, if if you can, and if you're already that big for what the qualification was to have this pill, mm. your hormones aren't having a good time as they are. Yeah, some people need it. Some people have hormonal deficiencies. And some that people, makes sense. Yeah, some people do have lower hung, levels of hunger hormones than other people, so supplementation. Like, I have testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, my for body sure, doesn't think it so. gets to that point, yeah. Yeah, some people it is like that. Um, but for the vast majority of people, nah. uh, it's probably not the way to go, to be honest. Um, it says all this stat has been shown to reduce people's weight by 3% over a year. How, how is that said? All this stat. All? It's O-R, all this stat. Uh, O-R-I-L. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. O-R-L-I-S-T-A-T. Okay, all I see. Holistat. Holistat with an O. Um, reduce we weight by 3% over a year. 3% over a year? <laughs> for diarrhea? <laughs> for diarrhea? No, thanks. It's not even worth it. No, it um, Oh, my God, yeah. I hadn't even thought about it like that. The fact that you're just signing up for diarrhea. Every time you eat dietary fat, it just comes straight back out of you. I get blue. No thanks. It's, I think part of it's to try and convince you to stop eating fatty foods, to be honest, but some people just don't. Yeah, that would they just work. deal with it. Yeah. Um, continuing. Overweight people are, quote unquote, buying everything under the stun out of desperation uh, because the NHS system is not helping them, says Dr. ABD. Abdi, I don't know. ABD is the first name. And then uh, Tarani is the second name. Apologies for not being able to pronounce the name correctly, an honorary consultant endocrinologist, hormone person, um, at University Hospitals Birmingham NHS Trust. So he says the NHS are not really helping obese people, which mm, I, they are. They try their best. Yeah. Are they doing the best job ever? No. Maybe not, but it's a free service at the end of the day. And they've got, I don't blame them because they've got every single yeah. problem for every single person yeah. on every single plate, spinning them all exactly at once. Yes. I'm like, so, you know, if you want help, you should just flip in contact me because this is why there's private, <laughs> there's, there's private services. Yeah, yeah, I literally yeah. said this to a woman on message yesterday. She sent me a message saying she's looking for help with weight loss and nutrition, stuff like that. I said, oh, great. She said she's also got nerve issues and like a, I think maybe like dropped foot or something. Oh, dropped foot's not easy to fix. Yeah. And I said, so I just, I just said to her, so she said, I'm struggling with my exercise because I've got nerve problems and this and that and this foot problem. I said to you, are you, are you seeing a physio for these things? Have you consulted someone? She said, no, because it takes flipping forever to get a doctor's appointment and get a physio appointment. And I literally sent her a voice recorded message saying, yeah, but I wasn't necessarily saying that you have to wait six weeks, go see the GP and then wait three months to go see the G to go see a physio. Why don't you just, I, I literally told her, just call White House Physiotherapy Clinic or go see them. It's 35 quid for a consultation. They'll diagnose what's going on, tell you a list of do this, do this, do this, do this, and a list of don't do this, don't do this, don't no, do this. All you've got to do is listen. And then you've just got to go follow it. Yeah. 35 quid and you can just sort it as, I'm not saying it can be fixed, but as best as anything can be sorted, 35 quid, they'll get you in in less than a week, of course, easily. They fit people in. It's worth it. Like It's fucking worth it. Worth, just pay the 35. The, not even in like, I wouldn't, and I don't want to, because I don't want to breeze past that saying it's worth it. Like your service, for example, is literally worth so much more 
than what it Oh yeah, it's £36 it. per month and I talk to some of my I, clients every lives. day. Yeah, every it, day. Man, it's you just, can't even get a massage like we're saying for 35 quid. No, you can't it, even it's get, incomparable. You can't even get three cocktails yeah, for 35 quid. It's worth so much more. For private professional, yeah. daily, personalised help, online, literally. Insane. Insane. Yeah, it's... And that's probably the one thing that the NHS, like if the NHS, if you were part of the NHS or something, that would be the NHS doing a perfect job, I'd say. I've tried that, but they weren't going to pay me. I know. So I had to say no. Because I, I couldn't do it all for free because the too NHS busy. isn't perfect. I'm too busy. Yeah. Um, busy man. Anyway, um, this guy continues many of them turn to online diet supplements uh, promoted with vague claims and occasionally bogus celebrity endorsements. True. Dr. Tarani says people aren't only being tempted by herbal or food supplements, they will also buy drugs from unregulated online agencies, medications such as cybutramine, an appetite suppressant drug which was withdrawn in the UK in 2010 because of safety reasons, including an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. That'll do it. This is a very dangerous area. People are also desperate to lose weight either because they have tried to get help with the NHS system and failed, or they feel the stigma of being overweight and don't seek medical help. Seems fair. The most effective medical solution for people who are overweight is bariatric surgery, it says. The most effective medical solution, that's because the medical solutions are not that great. Because it's, they're just not. It's a dietary and exercise and lifestyle solution, not a medical solution most of the time for most people. Not for everyone, but most of the time. Um, for example, a gastric bypass or gastric band, also known as cutting your guts out and changing them. Um, this type of surgery can help patients lose up to 60% of their excess weight. And it can, listen to me again, it says this type of surgery can yeah. help patients lose up to 60%. It's, also, sometimes it does not fucking make work. It miserable and all. It can, it can destroy people's lives. It can ruin people's digestions. It ruins people's... Sometimes it ruins people's taste buds. Sometimes people... Really? Get, yeah, people sometimes taste buds change after they get their guts changed. Um, Very strange. There can be long-term life complications. Once your guts are out, they can't go back in. <laughs> um, I swear to God, it's, it works for some people. Some people it's necessary. Some people it works. Some people it does not work. Anyway, let's skip forward slightly. A recent review of 121 studies of weight loss supplements, the largest review in 10 years involving more than 10,000 patients, concluded that there was, quote, insufficient evidence that herbal and dietary supplements produce clinically significant weight loss. Nice. Agreed. Basically, supplements for weight loss just don't work. People are just wasting their money on these supplements in terms of clinically significant results for weight loss. The evidence just isn't there, says the study author Erica Bessel, or Bessel, um, a PhD student from Sydney University. That, oh, then this is a bit that I actually wanted to get to. Then they talk to a different doctor, Dr. Alastair yeah, Santhouse. Yeah. He says, you won't shift the pounds unless you change your mindset. That's exactly what you said. Attempting weight loss surgery before someone is psychologically prepared to change their behavior around food can often lead to weight being regained, he says. So mm. true. Some patients still manage to keep eating after their newly shrunken stomach felt full by liquidizing high-calorie foods such as chocolate ah! or, or grazing. On, on snacks. Literally picking high-calorie food and blending it. Yep. <laughs> Chuck a Big Mac in a blender. I knew someone who... Oh, I've, I've heard of someone. Uh -huh. I didn't know this person personally who had bariatric surgery and blended a calzone. Like, why? And drank it. What's funny People about just this? start drinking milkshakes. Who's enjoying it? Because the thing is, what, you, what everyone's got to understand about this is... Do you know if someone's really overweight and obese? Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but most of the time, that person is overweight or, or especially obese to the point where they need surgery. It's not hunger that's causing the issue. Satiation. It, it's, not, it's not hunger that's mm. causing the issue. Cravings. It's either cravings or stress or emotional issues or yeah, oh, lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what we're saying. It's the mindset. Metabolism or all of them. Or, you know, it's it's hunger is such a small part of it that even if you get your stomach shrunken down or cut down or whatever you do, 
most of the time people are overweight it's not because they're that hungry that's not it as proofs in the pudding it's not like it. he's saying because that you have that surgery you say even you link you see immediate weight loss or something but then you've haven't changed the mindset you've just had to had to stick to and what's you've, happened. you've got to see immediate weight loss when you have bariatric surgery because you can't eat normal food for like the first six months you can't eat normal food so the, th- the thing about bariatric so what, surgery so already you're deciding that six months of your life is going to be miserable like that make it definitely. a calorie deficit is it kind of miserable dude this is what i was just going to say you know if you have the bariatric surgery you've got to eat different you know if you don't have bariatric <laughs> surgery you've got to eat different just eat different just eat different. It's a weird idea. You don't have to force yourself into it by getting your guts cut out. But some people do. Wow. Some people it's necessary. You Most people, to. if you get the surgery, you have to eat different. Number one, otherwise you won't lose weight. Number two, after your guts have been changed, you cannot continue eating your normal diet. People, if they eat normal food, vomit immediately and violently and uncontrollably. And you can rupture it, your, in, your internal organs, through doing that kind of stuff. This you isn't have, a good time. No, you have to start on like People small blended foods and build up really gently because you've had an internal organ operation. You have to go real or steady. keep eating what you like and eat less of it. And fix, it's, I'm, fix your brain. I'm just trying to point out that the bariatric surgery is not the easy it's way out. It is not the easy way out. I've literally got a client, I think I've mentioned this to you before, I can't remember, but I've mentioned it before somewhere. Um, she won't mind me saying she's called Karen McDermott. Shout out. She's an absolutely amazing lady. She's been doing really well on her weight loss. She had bariatric surgery a long time ago. She had a gastric band put in. Something went wrong. Complications. She had it taken out. Um, time went past. And then she came to see me. We started losing weight. They'd forgotten to take a piece of the band out of her. A bit of plastic. I'm sorry. That's a bit not... of plastic. And it, through weight loss somehow, she'd lost weight and this had dislodged the plastic inside her and it moved up inside her body somehow and got stuck in her actual, um, what would it be called? The, the the tube that goes from your mouth to your stomach. You know the... Yeah, when, I don't know, like the... I can't remember exactly what the technical name would be. Esophagus or something? Yeah. Oh, it's like trachea and all What's that What's the trachea? Anyway, the trachea there? anyway yeah. the tube from the mouth to the stomach, just above the stomach, so oh. she could breathe and stuff, but just above the stomach... And she, you could feel that. You could, she, she was telling me that she... I thought she had bowel cancer because she was telling me about every time I eat, I'm throwing up um, and I feel like food's stuck in my neck. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And this went on and on. And we got doctor's appointments booked in straight away. But it takes a while for these things to go through. She saw a doctor. They were like, I have no idea. Refer to a different person. No idea. She had camera down the throat. Someone was like, I can see something, but I'm not sure. Never seen anything like this. Got another person in. He was like, oh, I can see what this is. There's plastic stuck in this woman's flipping organs somehow. Um, and then she had to go for an operation and they literally pulled it out. And thankfully it was fine. And how big are we talking? Is this? I'm not entirely sure. But it was it, it was like blocking seventy five percent of like her stomach off at the top above That's so it, insane. and she was saying to me as well, I can taste plastic oh. at, beforehand, and I was thinking weird, and she was thinking weird, and we just couldn't figure it out. I I didn't say anything. I just said go get checked. But I was thinking bowel cancer or something. I was thinking there's something really going wrong with this lady here. She's not well. Um, That's incredible. That's so. But mad. it wasn't. It was yeah. It, and she had she had the band taken out like two or three years or longer before. Someone better got fired for that. No, no, <laughs> no. They just took it out. Yeah. And then that was. But these are the things that can happen. Scary. These there, there's some scary the fire stories. That's what that is. 
Um, anyway, we're coming to a conclusion on this. I'm sorry. Um, he says, the same sort of emotional challenges exist for all those who are trying to lose weight and the differences between success and failure often lie in people's heads rather than just on their plates. Oh, that's nice. It's nice. To lose weight successfully and sustainably, we need to adopt effective psychological strategies to help us. This is how changing your mindset can make all the difference. And then he's got five points. Point number one. This is really interesting. I like this one. Keep a mood diary, he says. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of what we do on my Six Steps to Slim program. And we don't keep a mood diary but my members can check in with me every single day if they want to. They actually get a Facebook notification every night saying, check in with me, let me know how your day's gone. Um, they don't have to do it every day, but the most successful members do it <laughs> at least four times a week or more. There's a correlation They'll, there, is yeah, there? Yeah, massive. They'll feed back to me. And I want to know what they've eaten. Have they exercised? What's your step count like? You know, maybe basic stuff like that. But I also want to know, how do you feel? I want to know if you're hungry. I want to know if you're tired. Have you got cravings? Are you confused about what we're supposed to be doing? Do you feel scared or do you feel successful? Mm -hmm. Do you feel confident or do you feel like you're struggling? Are you finding it real hard at the minute or are you feeling cool? And you know, if they're like, hey, Connor, losing weight, feeling great, I'm like, sound. But if they're like, hey, Connor, losing weight, but I'm starving to death, we need to do something about it. Hey, Connor, I'm losing weight, but I'm fucking stressed about it. I've got cravings that are just mad and I'm forcing it on the low calories, but I'm feeling like crap. Then we need to fix it, don't we? Because we don't want people feeling like crap. So I... I don't specifically do a mood diary with my clients, but when they feed back to me in check-ins, I want them to tell me not only what they did, but how did you feel? And I think it's very important. I would agree. Number two is shop differently, what he's got written down. I am so big on this. I will chew my members' ears off. Hmm. Literally about this. I give them a right ear beating. Like going to a different shop or what? Buying different things. Okay. My, my program's called Six Steps to Slim. And I always tell people that if it was seven steps to slim, the seventh step would be called mindful shopping. Ah. Because what people, this is for fat loss, but what people buy and bring into their homes is what they eat. So if you go to the supermarket and you buy a load of crap, you're going to eat a load of crap. Mm -hmm. And or, or sometimes, so people wonder why they eat too much junk food or when they get bored at home, I eat loads of junk. Or when I'm watching films at home, I eat loads of junk. Every time I'm stressed at home or at work, I eat loads of junk. 99% of the time, it's because they're surrounded junk. by loads of junk. If if you go look through my cupboards, literally, there's no junk food in this house because I would also eat it. Ah. Literally, I'm not even kidding. I can't have donuts I mean, sat in the cupboard. It's not something I'm conscious of, but as a testament to that, there's none in mine either. You, and then I don't eat it. Yeah. If I had cake in the fridge, I'd eat it. If I had chocolate, I'd eat it. What do you mean? You, know, mm. I just, you just can't. You can't. The world's full enough of food as it is. You can't avoid it. There's adverts on TV and then you get Just Eat emails and Deliveroo emails and oh, then the text Pizza Hut becoming yeah through. Pizza Hut text you there's food porn on your phone there's there's things on in, there's food on Instagram you go into the street and KFC are pumping the smells out into the street yeah. and trying to cook you in your friends want to go out to eat at restaurants grease. you want to go out to eat at restaurants takeaways are flashing signs to the you last the thing street. you need is one cupboard in your house dedicated the last thing that you need is in you, the one environment on earth that you can actually control your home mm. you fill that with junk food as well and we wonder why we're struggling <laughs> healthy healthy homes make healthy people this is how it goes this is literally how it goes so i always tell people you need to be careful what you buy and on the on the other hand do you know when people sometimes think about healthy dieting, they think, all right, fine, I won't buy crap. I'll buy healthy food. And then they buy healthy food that's a piss take. <laughs> they get all raw vegetables and meats and then they this wonder why it. they can't be asked to cook it. Yeah. Because it yeah. takes forever. I love, I love roasted parsnips. It's not happening because it takes three hours. I'm not, I'm not peeling them and then cutting them up 
and then roasting them. It takes like two hours. Why are also crying about a calorie deficit anyway? You know, no one's excited about that in a calorie deficit. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. You've got to appeal to the human in you as well. People buy junk food that's easy. They buy easy junk food snacks and then wonder why they go for the easy, nice tasting things. And they buy healthy food that's awkward. And then the first time they've had a long day at work or they can't be bothered or they're tired, they come home and they look in the fridge and there's cakes out there or biscuits or crisps or, or you've got to get all the pans out and start peeling vegetables and then boiling them. And then you've got to wash it all up. And people these, think, these are good points. And this is stuff that I don't People think don't think about. about this, do they? I don't think about this, bro. And this be, isn't things that I think about. But enough. you you eat healthy foods anyway and sometimes strange combinations of things. So maybe that's just the way you are. But people don't think about this. They think, oh, I'm going to do... They tell me, I'm going to do a healthy shop. Yeah. And then they come back with loads of fresh fruit and veg and they can't be bothered to cook it. You've not thought about whether you can actually fit that into your life. And there's there's a huge difference between... There's a, there's a whole world of food between, fuck it, I can't be asked to make a meal mm. so I'm going to eat biscuits... Between biscuits and you cook a full Sunday roast. It's not one off, one on, is it? No. They're not your only two options. It's not, oh, I've got to cook a full roast for my entire family, or screw it, I'll just eat some toast. God, Gordon Ramsay it, or yeah, it's, McDo it. It needs to be in the middle. <laughs> you know, often, bro, when, often, nice. often when I do a roast dinner, I go to Marks and Spencer's, I get beef um, in a little metal tray. Yeah. I get um, vegetables in a little metal tray. So everything's just bang. I swear to God, I just turn on the oven, I get all this, these tray things, <laughs> and I just put them in the oven, and, and then, then 45 minutes later, it it's just plate. done. I just take it out, and I just go, uh. Because I'm not peeling all, and making it all from fresh, no. <laughs> There's no chance. Bro, you're the laziest guy about food. But it's I'm eating funny. healthy, and I'm making a roast. And you're shredded, so me it fucking works, and so people need to listen to you. <laughs> it's just about balance, you know. So if you can make the full roast, good. But then, good. yeah, then you but just... I can't do, do that. Then you're just a good cook as well, and you have patience... But no, not for me as well. Sometimes clients come to me, I they agree. say, um, they say, oh, I'm eating ready meals at the minute. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. What sometimes that's calorie content. Sometimes is that's... there a vegetable in it? Were you eating vegetables before? No, then you're doing better. Sometimes it's fine, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It came in plastic and it's a bit layered over with grease because you cooked it in the microwave, but it has a broccoli and a carrot in it. And in the last four weeks, you've and had it's neither of either. calories or less. Exactly. So you've actually done better for having You've this. done better. It, yeah. It's not awful. Just there's a calorie, the there's a stigma because it's a, it's a ready meal. Ready meals used to be crap. 10 years ago, they were bad. And but compared to some things, they aren't great still. But it's yeah, not the best. You can, you can work with that. You definitely can. I hit the ready meal when I just need that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You just need something quick. And that's a good, yeah, that is a good example. Yeah. Cause like I know if I'm just darting between clients and I need something, I always go for an option that is a all inclusive. It's protein. Car I usually go to Tesco. I'll get something that's a even split of protein, carb and vegetable, like a, a curry ready meal thing that's got these Great. things in it. And then I'll just get a se separate side of protein, a chicken breast, like a, a ready cooked one. And then just have that on the side as well. And again, yeah. that's just like that works as opposed to I could walk in and buy, I don't know, chocolate brioche buns. And that's it. You see what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So what I always encourage people to do is do not buy healthy food, buy easy and healthy food. Nice, bro. Not just nice. one or the other. It needs to be both. Because if you've bought all the healthy food, but you can't be asked to make it, then it's not going to work. Which... If you can't be asked to make food usually, because that's the, this is the same adage as like starting running and doing cardio when you when you're starting to lose fat loss. If you start cooking, if you didn't like cooking before fat loss, you're literally in an energy deficit. You literally have less energy to do things when you start losing weight. And if you didn't have that energy to cook before, you're not going to have it now. <laughs> that's true. It's not. It don't get easier. No man. So there has to be. You get more miserable. There's compromises. Yeah. There's compromises. 
too too many people um, I have to have conversations with them when they join my program like this because they think oh I need to be cooking all this healthy food and I need to be like meal prepping and all this stuff I'm like you can but you don't have to no. it's like because if they don't oh I haven't done my meal preps oh I just ate some toast and stuff it's like no there's a, there's a whole world of food in between I had a conversation with a client literally this morning she said um, she's really struggling I'll not go into it but she's she's not struggling with the food and stuff that bad on like the program but in life she's had, she's got a lot of stress on at the minute she's not having a really good time at the minute but she's trying to eat healthy because she needs to keep her strength up to deal with all this crap that's going Controlling on Controlling and controllable is respectable it, Yeah exactly and she's a really nice lady um, but she said to me oh Connor but I just I need to be like eating more veg I need to walk more I've not been exercising I've not been cooking any like home cooked meals I've not been this and that and I said and I said to her yeah literally they're all good points. You, she named like six things that she's not doing that she should be doing. I'm like, yep, they're all right. Literally all those six points. We, we could make those improvements, but you just need to pick one or two because you, you're overwhelming yourself loads. Yeah, yeah, we could eat some more vegetables. You could home cook. Yeah, you probably should be getting out for a walk. I know you've stopped going to the gym. That would be good to start. I know, but we need to pick one or two. Because she's thinking about, I need to do this and this and this and this. And it's too much. It's too much of a lifestyle shift. It's too much. You want to change your habit. She's having, a, bad, stick, she's having a lot of stress at this minute in time. You can't handle all that. No. What can we handle? I said to her, literally, pick two. And then she just, she thought for a second and then she picked two. She was like, all right, I'm going to try. I think they, I, because I like it when the clients pick their goals. I like it if I give them options and they pick out those what they prefer. She gave me six pick options. Pick a card, any card. Yeah, she gave me six options. I said, all right, pick two of those and then we'll start on just them. She chose two and then she felt confident. She thought, actually, I can do that, you know, because it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I like that. Just man. thought it was important. No, it is important. Um, anyway, we should bring this podcast to a conclusion sometime, sometime soon, um, in a minute, because it's been one hour 45 now, but I'll just hit you with these last Oh my three, God, we bored all the people. They wouldn't be still here if they were bored. <laughs> I've enjoyed your company in this conversation. This anyway. has been a nice podcast, I think. Yeah. Good, good stuff. The last three, though, they're still great. Number three is be kind to yourself. Oh, cute. Too many people beat themselves up. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've eaten... If you eat a pizza or a dessert, do you feel crap about yourself? Um, not anymore, but this I came from that point. Did I you just, really? Yeah. My biggest thing was just being too hard on myself. Yeah. Interesting. Sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but now I asked you because now I know that you yeah. don't. No. I know no. if you went out like no. drinking, and it you're not like oh, I'm such a bad person. For me, the way that I get around that, it isn't uh, telling myself a mental like it's okay for life. You're allowed these things. I'm that kind of thing. It's rooting myself in the logic of it. Like I'll be like, hey, I've been with clients since five forty-five this morning. I've done twenty thousand steps, and I've had a thousand calories so far and it's six at night or something i'm like i'm having whatever i want it's yeah. and i just root myself in that logic it's just like look you, you don't you literally don't need to worry about it because say fat loss for example you don't need to worry about it because if you can just educate yourself and settle yourself in that knowledge first of all stress is gone like my client nusaber now i've trained her this morning hi nusaber she's an excellent excellent trainer and she's one of the few people i would trust to just throw my fat loss sort of approach her and have her teach say a new client of mine if I was to delegate because she could just turn the tap on because she knows the logistics of just like all right cool tomorrow I want to start losing fat so we're currently sitting at a 2,000 calorie intake we're going to increase um, output by um, 250 by going for a little walk and we're going to pull down input by 250 by dropping this there and the other and I'm going to see a pound a week fat loss and it's going to start tomorrow and because she knows exactly those numbers and the devil of the details it just works yeah. and so if you can just get your head around it then you can you just know you're all these things you can sit there and enjoy pizza and not feel bad about it <laughs> fantastic yeah fantastic fourth one was set positive goals amazing yeah yeah great yeah. Amazing. goals are important and, and the last one is find support 
Awesome. Which is a nice one to finish on, isn't it? You're a personal trainer. Come to the gym group Kellam Island. Yeah, come pay me money. Please do it. I I recommend it. It's good for everyone. (laughs) You recommend paying you. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. And a tip. Um, You can get support through listening to this podcast as well. And we appreciate it. We appreciate all our listeners. Please leave us on comments. Please leave us a review if you can. Share it with your friends if you think it's decent. If you had a nice time. Please give us some feedback somewhere somehow. Lie to your friends even if you didn't and get them to watch it anyway. Yeah, tell them it was great. Tell them it was great and get them in and then don't let them leave. Lock them in. You get them in, we'll keep them in. We'll We'll try and keep them in. Um, if you want help with your fat loss, fitness or food, you can go to slumsociety.co.uk, see who I am, see how I can help you, see what I offer. I offer group coaching, one-to-one coaching. If you just message me, I'll also help you. Uh, either through website or Slum Society on Facebook is a good place to contact me. Anything else from you, Will, sir? I guess it's to extend that if you want help with more lifting, fitness, mechanical stuff at the gym and you have an interest in getting strong in general... Strength and hypertrophy style training, come on down to the Gym Group Sheffield or give me a message. Specifically the Kellam Island one. Yeah, this is where I function. Not the one on the moor. Not the one on the moor, no. Come see me at Kellam Island. And thank you for watching. We appreciate your time. Alrighty then. We do. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon. Pip, pip.